93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Thursday. It's April 18th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a New Jersey man was arrested after attempting to enter St. Patrick's Cathedral in Manhattan with two gasoline cans Wednesday night, police say. Church ushers stopped 37-year-old Mark Lamparello at about 8 o'clock and notified nearby officers with the NYPD Critical Response Command who took him into custody. No one was injured. The man's intentions were not immediately clear, but he is being described as emotionally disturbed. Authorities say he drove to St. Patrick's, parked in front of Saks, and took two gas gas cans and lighter fluid from the car into the cathedral where he was spot uh, where he was stopped. Counterterrorism officers were called and caught up with him. Uh, he was not charged with a crime at this point, uh, but is expected to be held for psychiatric evaluation. Padre, can you help me grab that other can? Yeah. Yeah, he brought in a lot. He brought yeah, in yeah. four gallons and, uh, you know, just yeah, nonchalantly a, strolling in. Bitch getting him up those stairs. Yeah, but, right. uh, you know, got to do what you got to do. Wow. NYPD Deputy Commissioner John Miller said his basic story was that he was cutting through the cathedral to get to Madison Avenue and that his car had run out of gas. Seems viable. They said when they took a look at the vehicle, it was not out of gas. And at this point, he was taken into custody and brought to the Midtown North Station house. Miller said that uh, Lamparello is known to police and the NYPD is looking into his background. The incident came two days after the fire at Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris. There was a heavy police presence early Thursday morning outside the cathedral on Fifth Avenue. St. Patrick's Cathedral was built in 1878 and they have installed a sprinkler-like system during recent renovations and its wooden roof is coated with fire retardant. Police say that two people were shot in a home invasion in Parkside early Thursday morning. It happened at 1 a.m. in the 1400 block of North 56th Street. Both victims, a 64-year-old resident and her 54-year-old boyfriend, are expected to survive. Now, Philadelphia Police Chief Inspector Scott Small says the victims were asleep in a second-floor bedroom when they were uh, woken up by gunfire. He said they basically woke up to them. To the sounds of gunshots. To them being shot. Oh, my God. Small says it looks as if they broke into the house to shoot one of uh, one or both of the victims. Police believe the shooter or shooters got in by breaking into the basement window at street level. Uh, the 64-year-old woman was in and out of consciousness as she was being rushed to Lankanal Medical Center. Officials say that she was shot multiple times in her leg and once in her hand. The 54-year-old man was hit in the torso. He was able to speak to police on his way to Penn Presbyterian Hospital. He told officers nothing appeared to be stolen and the house was not ransacked, but he could not provide a description of the shooter or shooters. You just walk over to someone while they're asleep and just open up on them. Wow. Investigators are looking for footage from nearby surveillance cameras. Anyone with information is asked to contact them. U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers confiscated a shipment of more than 11,000 counterfeit jewel pods, three chargers, and other related paraphernalia. The shipment, which arrived from China, was simply labeled plastic pipe sample, but it contained 36 cartons of jewel pods being sent to an address in Newark, Delaware. Customs agents seized millions of dollars worth of fake merchandise every year, but products like like these are of particular concern because they are being ingested. People who use these products are inhaling a substance that was manufactured with substandard materials from inside a facility that is not properly regulated. In other words, consumers have no way of knowing what they are ingesting. The best way to know if your product is safe is to always purchase consumable products from reputable retailers. In sports this morning... Uh, 
Jake Arrieta pitched into the ninth inning. Scott Kingery and Cesar Hernandez hit solo home runs, and the Phillies beat the New York Mets 3-2 yesterday afternoon at the ballpark. With two outs, the bases loaded and a full count for the Mets in the top of the ninth. Hector Neris threw a 95-mile-per-hour fastball pitch to Keon Broxton for the final out and earned his second save this year. Arietta, who improved to 3-1, allowed two runs and six hits, including three double-play grounders. The Phillies are off to an 11-6 start and are in first place in the National League East. Up next is a four-game series in Colorado against the Rockies. Zach Eflin will get the start for the Phillies tonight, while Kyle Freeland pitches for the for Colorado in game time in Denver is at 840. The Sixers will look to take uh, take the lead in their series against the Nets tonight as the two teams face off for Game 3 in Brooklyn. Tip-off is at 8 o'clock. In last night's game, the Celtics beat the Indiana Pacers in Boston to go up uh, in that series, two games to none. And the number one seed in the East, the Milwaukee Bucks, also went up two games to one with an easy win over the Detroit Pistons. In the Western Conference, the Houston Rockets beat the Utah Jazz and also lead that series to nothing. In the NHL, the Boston Bruins and the Toronto Maple Leafs are tied at two games apiece after the Bruins won 6-4 last night in Toronto. In the Western Conference, the Dallas Stars scored four goals in the first period on the way to an easy 5-1 win over the Nashville Predators. And that series is tied at two. And the number one seed in the West, the Calgary, Calgary Flames, are now down three games to one after the Colorado Avalanche won in overtime uh. three to two. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. Welcome, folks. Here we are once again together Thursday morning. The President Steve Shub. Word of the Week prize this week. Just to remind you, Jim Brewer's coming to town uh, this Saturday. He'll be in Atlantic City. Is he in this week? Or is yeah, he's it, in tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow, yeah. That's going to be cool. Jim it Brewer cool. will be stopping by. Uh, so we'll give that away tomorrow as well with his appearance. We have a few other things going on today. Money, once again, Go Fund Yourself Part 2 is taking place. 8 a.m. is when we will have your first chance at winning $1,000, maybe even 10 Gs with our super-duper Wamba grand prize that we have. I like Wamba. Thank you Wamba very much. says it all. Uh, so listen up for the details on that. And a uh, guest in the studio today... We have Bra- uh, Byron Bowers. We haven't met him yet. He's no. going to be at uh, Punchline uh, tonight and through the weekend. So always nice to meet new people. So he'll be in this morning as well. We have that going on and a lot of things to give away. And I think we have an official, yeah, we have an announcement coming up about an event down the road. And we'll get the details probably around Bizarre File time this morning. So we got plenty on our plate today. Yes, we do. Full, full, a full day of a, a full you experience. I'll, uh, yes, I'll be here we for have, the entire show today. Yay. We should recap what, uh, what went yeah. down yesterday. Yeah, maybe so, we'll yeah. do that. Hey, uh, I have some beer. Let's start off the morning with a drink. I got a case of Yards Pink to give away to caller number 15. You have to be at least 21, obviously. Uh, now available year-round. Pink is sparkling, refreshing, dry, tart berry ale brewed with cherries and raspberries. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. Don't forget, you can find Yards Pink at the Village Pub in Swedesboro. We'll take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. The Entertainment Report, giveaways, all that stuff is coming up in a moment. Mom, your mom, your mother-in-law, the mother of your kids. What is more important than mom? Show her. Give her a brand new mint green color 24 karat gold dip rose from Steven Singer Jewelers. Roses starting just $59 with free shipping. Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com. Check them out. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, stupid question this morning. We're going to give away four pack of tickets for Six Flags Great Adventure. Uh, and the question I have for you is this. In 2017, which word topped the list of words that most Americans found most annoying for the ninth year in a row? 2017, ninth year in a row, word that Americans find most annoying. Correct. 
And 215-263-WMMR. Oh. Let's see if you know the answer. If, if you can't figure it out, I'll eventually give you the source. And, and right. then basically the first person who goes looks it up <laughs> calls it and wins. Hey, listen. But it's, however you win, you win. This is, this is a word that is that is still pretty annoying. I and think we've, I, have we, it's we've a talked word we've about said it. about it. Yes. For sure. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. Nine years in a row, the same word was the most annoying for Americans. What was that? I have a bunch of birthdays. Today, Thursday, April 18th. They include Conan O'Brien. Oh, uh, Conan is celebrating his uh, 56th birthday today. Conan does a truncated version of his former show. It's now only a half hour, but he does a lot more out-of-studio traveling bits, oh, yeah? which is where he really excels. Okay. He does a great job when he gets out on the road. He, in fact, he seems to love that more. I read an interview with him right after they cut the show, yeah. uh, the time down, and he was actually very happy about it. Steve, did you see the one where he went to Israel? No, I heard it's great. It's really great, yeah, yeah. and uh, he floats in the Dead Sea. Right, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really well done, and he he went to Cuba, and he's found Japan. Some pretty, uh, did he do Japan yeah, as well? Yeah, he's doing Japan. That's awesome. Uh, so 56 today. Uh, we have a birthday in the Kardashian family. It's a big one. It's the 40th birthday, and Courtney celebrates. Courtney! Courtney is the big 4-0 today. She's the oldest? I think she's the oldest. Yeah. yeah. Courtney is also the least focused on. Yeah. she kind of, But she's she's actually really attractive. You think it's by choice maybe? That I think she it's kinda, by choice because yeah. she came she came into the whole thing already having kids, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So she kind of wanted to stay a little bit out of the spotlight. I'm, it, it's, so it's funny to say this because they all have uh, idiot boyfriends or... Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, hers. You know, hers. But, but Scott Disick, I... And I don't like to not... Are they still together? No, uh, no, no but no, they're still no, in each other's lives because he's yeah. the, the father of the kids. But I really... And I don't like to say I hate people or things or whatever, but I... Do you I, hate Scott Disick? I, I feel like I hate You feel like... Okay. We yeah. call my friend's husband Scott Disick. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Like you whenever, like him or not? No, we do. It, okay. it, but like whenever he... If he like goes out or, you know, is like out too late or something like that. It's or, douchey, right? You know, I mean, whenever he's douchey. His wife does. Like she'll say, oh, were, you were Scott Disick last night. He's got such a douchey, punchable face. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah he yeah. does. He does. I think uh, maybe in, if you sat him down and had a few drinks in him, he'd agree that he should be punched as well. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, so big 4-0 for her today. I'm sure they'll do some kind of celebration. Uh, local gal, Maria Bello. Oh, we love her. Has her birthday. We do love her. She's a great actress, man. Villanova uh, girl, right? That's correct. Yeah, she's uh, 51 years old today. I wonder what she's got coming up. She's always... She's in Kathy's favorite movie. Almost all, yeah, History of Violence. Oh. <laughs> I was like, which one? <laughs> Coyote <Please>? Ugly? <laughs> uh, History of Violence is so freaking good. I agree. I, and I had to warm up to that movie and eventually I was like, this is this is a really, really good movie. <laughs> she's on NCIS, Nick? I guess so, yeah. She I'm... plays Jack Sloan. Okay. Wow. Wait a minute. It'll say how many episodes. She plays Herbert Romwell. 45 episodes. Wow. Yeah. But she's been on it since 2017. Well, there you go. I was not aware. Really pays to watch the shows. I guess so. <laughs> uh, happy 51 to Maria Bello. Also, Melissa Joan Hart. We were just talking about her the other day. Yep. We had Sean Astin on, and they are going to be. They are now co-starring in a, a show on Netflix. Uh, the Bad Nick, right? That's correct. Uh, and uh, yeah, Good she's Nick? Uh, the, the Bad Nick or the Bad Nick. I think mm. it's the Bad Nick. The Nick. McElroy. Yeah, remember because it has like a dark uh, yes. turn to it. So um, no, no, no Good Nick. No good neck. That's, That's what it was. There we go. I knew Boom. there was a word. There was a good negative neck. in the thing. We yes. worked it out. Yay. We worked through it. High five. Yeah. <laughs> Did you just do Borat? Yeah. High five. High five. High five. <laughs> uh, Melissa Joan Hart. And I do watch the girls make water. <laughs> is 43 today. Uh, Eli Roth. He's been in our studio. 
Uh, great actor and director, and he he loves the uh, the horror and slasher film, the gory genre. He did a great series. Um, was it on Sci-Fi or A and E? But he, he each episode con- took a part of horror and focused in on it from oh, demons yeah? to vampires to ghosts and stuff. It was really well done. I like that. And uh, uh, Stephen King was actually in a, a good bit of it as well, Preston. Okay. Uh, in in Glorious Bastards, remember he was the bear. <laughs> yeah. To you. The way the way uh, Brad Pitt says that you, you you may know him as the Bear Jew. <laughs> and he comes out of that tunnel with a uh, bat. Teddy effing ball game. Ball game. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Antonio Margarita. <laughs> Margarita. <laughs> Preston, around the holidays, and we're in advance of it, so I'm going to tell you for Eli Roth. If you want a great holiday family movie, Green Inferno. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. Yeah, I've heard. I, I've heard. Test yourselves at Green Inferno. It's to me. It was so over the top. I was just. I was howling. You know what? And he used uh, as actors the indigenous people of wherever they were shooting. And apparently, the word was is those people had a blast. They loved it. They, loved they were using prosthetic, yeah. like you know, arms and stuff that they were supposed to be eating and stuff. It's uh-huh. just. It, but it's. It's really got a wry sense of humor to it, but it is beyond gruesome. Uh, he's forty three today. Eric McCormack, Will of Will and Grace. Yeah, uh, is I like 56. him. Yeah, I just uh, downloaded. I still have to watch it. It's a horror movie that he's in that looks really. He, you know, you forget he's actually a really good serious actor because you just think of him from Will and Grace. He's who I wanted to play Nick in. Uh, oh, our, in that's our actually movie. a good choice. I'll okay, that. I like that. Uh, so happy fifty six to him. Uh, Jane leaves. Remember her as Frazier from uh, Frazier's Daphne. So you know there was a picture the yesterday that was making the rounds online. It was, uh, it was him. It was uh, oh, Frazier. Uh, uh, Kelsey, yeah, Grammer. Kelsey Grammer walking along with a script, and on the side of the script it said Frazier. So no kidding, they're rebooting the series. Rebooting that, okay. Yeah. That was a great show. It was I a really great show. Enjoyed it. Yeah. The, the, the dynamic between him and Niles, his brother, it was fun. Great. He's uh, fifty-eight. She's fifty-eight. Uh, Eric Roberts, uh, brother of Julia Roberts, and uh, movies like uh, The Dark Knight, which kind of uh, bounced back in uh, Pope Greenwich Village and Star Eighty, and a whole bunch of stuff. Does a hell of a fake uh, trombone too, doesn't he? Was we had <laughs> we had him on, and he just we, uh, good morning, Eric Roberts. <laughs> You just okay. If that's what you're in the mood to do, go yeah. ahead. I confuse him and Willem Dafoe quite a bit. I could see that a little bit, a little yeah. bit. Yep, yeah. just like for a moment. I mean, Until they don't look Willem exactly op- alike, but he opens his mouth and you're like, oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, Eric Roberts is 63, and the last birthday I have is Rick Moranis. Love him. Uh, yep, Ghostbusters, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, uh, SCTV, and more. He uh, played. Uh, he did the voice for a big helmet. Dream sequence on the Goldbergs. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, Dark Helmet? Yeah. Yeah, Dark Helmet. He's uh, 66 today, Rick Moranis. So happy birthday to everybody celebrating birthdays. Let's see if we can get an answer to this in 2017, which were top the list of words that most Americans found most annoying for the ninth year in a row. 215 263 WMMR is the number, and we will go to Jeannie and see if we can get the answer. Good morning, Jeannie. Good morning. Jeannie, do you know that annoying word? Whatever. Whatever. I would not have guessed that. Well done, Jeannie. I was thinking moist. (laughs) Hang on a second, Jeannie. We got your info, and we're going to give you a four-pack of tickets to Six Flags Great Adventure. Uh, It's spring break at Six Flags Great Adventure. Open daily, April 19th to the 28th. Uh, For fun all year, go big with a Six Flags season pass. And you can buy now at SixFlags.com and save up to 65%. Go big. 
Go Six Flags. Let's get into some of the entertainment stories. It's another day and another plot twist in the Operation Varsity Blues saga. Yeah. Uh, just days after her parents, Lori Laughlin and uh, Mosima G- uh, Giannulli, pleaded not guilty to conspiracy charged uh, linked to their uh, alleged $500,000 bribe to get their daughter in the University of Southern California, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Olivia Jade and Bella Giannulli have reportedly received a, quote, what's called a target letter, letting them know that uh, they are under investigation by the Department of Justice. So the kids are now under investigation. Oh, man. I know, I know. Can you imagine? Wow. Oh, this was the big drive of the parents because I don't think either of them had gone to college. They wanted the kids to have college degrees. Yeah. They were already, both the daughters, actually making livings as social influencers. Now, I understand it's certainly a valid thing to want to have a, you know, a, a, an education to fall back on. Yeah, but were they legitimately even getting an education? No. <laughs> and then so not only... Does all this destroy all the work they had done or the stuff that was pertaining to at least their income? Now they're potentially looking at going to jail themselves. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I I guess they're going to try and figure out if the kids were complicit and and it was their idea or something like that. If you're told you're going to school on a rowing scholarship Mm -hmm. and you never sat in a boat, that's, you know, they're going to try to figure out again, as you said, just how much they knew and how complicit they were. Yeah. Do you know, we know somebody who, who got a uh, a partial scholarship for getting on the rowing team and had never spent a day in a boat. Uh, our friend Kristen down the hall. Yeah, but yeah. she did Temple, but actually she did. row. No, no, she did. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. She, they didn't pretend like she had rowed ahead right. of time. They just needed members on the crew team, and she's yeah. like, "I'll do it, I'll okay, do it. and we'll pay you. We'll, we'll help. Uh, we'll help you out." You Turns can, out she was good. You can yeah. find yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. if you dig deep enough, as opposed to pretending like right. you had done it. But <laughs> observers speculate that the target is Bella, uh, who deleted her Instagram account this week. By mm. the way. Yeah, both girls are still enrolled at USC while the school reviews their case. Uh, several other parents, including Felicity Huffman, have pleaded guilty in a bid to have their prison time uh, sentence. Cut down. What a mess. Yeah. What a freaking mess. Uh, according to the Los Angeles Times, their legal team is planning a, quote, parenting on steroids defense, which I think is the, you remember, hey, any parent would do this if they had the means. That's what they're going to try to do. We're just trying to help yep. out our kids. Any you know, parent so. would spend half a million dollars. Exactly. Uh, 56-year-old Demi Moore. Haven't heard about her in a while. Uh, she's had a full life, and for the first time, fans are going to get an in-depth look at her ups and downs through love, addiction, and motherhood. Her this is a dream come true for me. Her long-anticipated memoir called Inside Out is going to drop on September 24th and will reportedly reveal new details about her battle with addiction, body image, a painful childhood, her struggle to balance motherhood and her career, and her three marriages, including one to Bruce Willis and Ashton Kutcher. For a while, wasn't she sort of quasi-addicted to whippets? I remember there being a whippet like story. Yeah. Right? And about... I think she just did whippets with, like, with her daughter or something like that. I don't know if there was an addiction problem. Yeah, but something. If she's an addict, yeah. then you can link the two. My mother never did whippets with me. <laughs> I'll never no, do never. whippets. Never. How come we never do whippets? I would have liked whippets? a relaxed sphincter. Uh, is that what, what? that does? Whippets do, yeah, apparently. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Have you guys spent any time in the underground of the gay community? Uh, Jennifer Barth, no. executive editor no. No. of Harper. <laughs> Not uh, that I'd like to admit. <laughs> that, that's what I heard. Not for on air. <laughs> said in a statement about the book. 
Inside Out is first and foremost a woman's story that the woman in question happens to be one of the most celebrated actresses of our time, only makes her journey of vulnerability, strength, and self-acceptance all that more resonant. Wow, that sounds like a bunch of nonsense. She said, I think readers are going to be surprised and moved by this book. Do you think she reveals what the hell was going on in that one video that we've seen of her, like, kissing that young guy? Do you remember I that? I do remember that. that. It, it was, was, like, it was uh, so it, bizarre. Like, for, for a two-day period, it was, everyone's asking, what is that about? Because it, it was, it, like, mid late 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, I remember that. It was, you're talking about the video of her uh, almost... Like kissing that kid and like everything, se- yes. like sexually kissing a yeah. Uh, yeah, like a little yeah, not a little little kid. He's like a teenager. Yeah, yeah. he's like thirteen years old or something. I, she must have been drunk and just all flirty and stuff like that. So, uh, what else do we have here? Oh, she more by the way has given the public glimpse into her struggles before in October of 2018 uh, when she was named Woman of the Year at the Peggy. Albrecht Friendly House's 29th Annual Awards Luncheon. God, that's the only one I missed. I know, I know. I'm, I'm sorry to even bring it up. Your Steve. cucumber sandwiches are to die for. Uh, she said, <laughs> I feel like there are defining moments in our lives that shape who we are and the direction we go. And earlier in my career, I was spiraling down a path of real self-destruction. No matter what success I had... I just never felt good enough. See, I think also in another way here, if you stop and think about it, she missed an opportunity with naming her book. What's the title of the book? Yeah, it's called Inside Out. It should be like Moreover. Ah. More to the story. More or less. More or less. Yeah, Yeah. I like that. I I thought she kind of bailed on the title, too. Uh, Morrisville, New Jersey. She had noted that she was grateful for the support of her three daughters with uh, Willis, who are Rumor, Scout, and Tallulah. She said, I had absolutely no value for myself, and this self-destructive path, uh, it very quickly brought me to a real crisis point, and it wasn't clear at the time of, of, uh, it wasn't clear at the time the reason, maybe, excuse me, it was divine intervention, but two people who I barely knew stepped up and took a stand for me, and they presented me with the opportunity. It was good seeing her at the Bruce Willis roast. She Uh, she said, In fact, it was more like an ultimatum. Unless I was dead, that that I better show up, she said. They gave me a chance to redirect the course of my life before I destroyed everything. Uh, clearly, they saw more of me than I saw of myself. More of me. There you go. More There's of another me. title. And I'm so grateful because <laughs> without the opportunity... Without their belief in me, I would be standing. I wouldn't be standing here today. So, oh my gosh, that's coming out in September. What more of me? And then the me could be like the me of Demi. Oh my god! <laughs> so stupid. It is really dumb. Why not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Put it in the inside. Do we have to fix everything? Come on. Yeah. Now I'm thinking of <laughs> yeah. me things. Yeah. You and Demi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Demi and you. Yeah. Demi and you. More of to me. More, More of to me. I like it. Debella de ball. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Debella de more. Debella de more. <laughs> Debella de me. Demelaware. <laughs> Rocktober. Okay, there we go. Let's move on. Yeah. Rocket Man. Yeah. yeah. Is an eagerly awaited Elton John biopic. He's wow. so good at wow. that. Hey, remember when I tried the Segway yesterday when Preston wasn't there? It was not as good. No. It was not as good. (laughs) You you tried to Segway. And he said, and he instantly (laughs) afterwards said, I I don't do this as well as Preston. (laughs) It was like. It was a valiant effort. No, it wasn't. I mean, it was a joke. But by the way, like speaking of pencils, 
Okay. But, I don't really but, but he did a, a phenomenal <laughs> job, <laughs> Casey, otherwise. Thank you. I did listen on the way <laughs> into the hospital. All right, moving on. So the biopic is set to premiere May 16th at the Cannes Film Festival. Uh, Rocket Man, which was written by Lee Hall and directed by Dexter Fletcher, opens on the U.S. Uh, in the U.S. on May 31st. It stars uh, Taron Egerton as Elton. He looks like he's going to do a great job. Uh, and he provided his own vocals over the tracks from the original masters. I love that. Yeah, that yeah. He's that talented uh, doing this. You, uh, we talked about this, Preston. How how essential was Elton John oh, to rock in the 70s? Now, I'm a lot of people you. now probably think of him as easy listening, but who, maybe people are a little bit younger. But Elton John was it. You know, Guns N' Roses loved Elton John. Yeah. So, so, so many rock oh, stars. Yeah. I mean, they were inspired by Elton John's stuff. Yeah, I remember when, you know, those songs came out in the mid-70s and, and Philadelphia Freedom and what a huge yeah. hit that was. And, and he just dominated and he was outrageous on stage too so he was a huge influence on so many people uh bryce dallas howard by the way is going to be playing elton's late mother uh sheila fairbrother uh she appeared on good morning america to shed some light on what fans can expect from her part in rocket man uh she said elton was in the process of writing his autobiography and taryn had read it and uh, could really kind of speak to specifics but more than anything, this movie is almost like Moulin Rouge, she said, how it's totally fantastical and amazing. It's more of an emotional journey rather than something like uh, like a more kind of classic and then this plot and then that plot point. You can tell because if you yeah. look at the trailer, there's all there's there's sort of quasi-dance numbers. Yeah, they're going to have fun with it. Yeah. Uh, I would have called it, though, more Elton John. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, more about the relationship between the two of them at that moment, what was happening, rather than sort of she walked like this, she wore clothes like that. So they're going to have some fun with the story. It's not going to be a straight-ahead biopic. So. Would you say, Casey, at this point, you're a Taron Egerton fan? I love that guy. Did, I you, love did you see the movie Legend with... Tom uh, Hardy playing the Cray brothers? Playing the two different... Yeah, yeah. And, and then... He's um, in it, and he's really good. The girl in that movie, I well, just absolutely... love her to death, yeah. Love. Sucker was... Punch. Charlotte, um... What the hell is her name? I don't remember. She's the girl in Sucker she Punch. She was the main one, yeah, the blonde? Yeah, but she is also the, uh... She's sort of the, the narrator of the movie. If you haven't Emily, seen Legend... Emily Browning, Steve? Is yes. It? Okay. It's, it's Charlotte, I got it right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Emily Browning's her name. You were thinking of Charlotte Bronte. <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> of course, an easy mistake. <laughs> If you've not, I, I try to tell people, if you've not seen this movie, Legend. What's and, it about? Uh, so it's about the Cray brothers. They were twin brothers in the 60s. So think of a British oh, wise guy. Oh, remember that. Why, yeah. yeah. yeah uh, Hardy plays both of the characters. Yes, he does. So right. And, he, and okay. Preston, you so often throughout the movie forget it's yeah. the same actor yeah. playing both roles. Okay. I'll have to check that one out. Hey, Kit Harrington's character, Jon Snow, has suffered some gory injuries in Game of Thrones, but the actor revealed he nearly maimed himself for real during the filming of the show's last season. Uh, he said that he, he almost tore off a testicle. Oh! Yeah, while riding this, this mechanical oh, contraption. It's called a robotic buck. It's kind of like a mechanical bull. They use that to simulate the dragons when they're doing the green screen stuff. Right, right. He said, I think what sums up the buck work up for me is there was a bit where John almost falls off the dragon, swings around really violent like this. He said, and my right ball got trapped. (laughs) And I didn't have time to say stop. Uh, And this is in the behind the scenes for a video for HBO's Game Revealed. He said, and I was being swung around in my head. I thought, this is how it ends. Jon Snow, how did you enjoy your first dragon run? <laughs> my balls are! 
I uh, said, here's how it ends. On this buck swinging me around by my testicles, literally. Uh, he said, buck work is not easy. Uh, so that so was a bit of an issue. Do they all end up, or do a lot of them end up riding dragons? No. Just no, a couple. No, 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 no. Is there a sidecar in any of them? No, in fact, he's the he's the only other one that has had the <laughs> okay. pleasure uh, other than uh, Khaleesi. One of the funniest uh, memes I saw, and I'll probably butcher it, but uh, leading up to the, the, the season premiere was... Uh, Said, I can't wait to see how Daenerys Targaryen uh, gives up a three dragon lead, which I thought because she has three dragons, but you know, at the end of the last season, she <laughs> loses. Happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, what? Uh, what? Uh, I don't know. Demi Moore, <laughs> more <laughs> dragons. dragons. All right, and uh, speaking of Game of Thrones, in a new round of pictures released by HBO, the whole gang, including uh, Jon Snow, Arya Stark, Jorah Mormont. And Daenerys Targaryen appear to be plotting some sort of attack. Meanwhile, actor Liam Cunningham, he plays Sir Davos. I love that character. Uh, Fessed up to stealing clothes from the Game of Thrones set. Uh, He said, I went off with a U-Haul truck full of stuff. Uh, He said, uh, Dothraki swords, lumps of obsidian, Bank of Bravos money. And apparently, Maisie Williams, Sophie Turner, and others have also stolen a bunch of props from the. Why uh, would the you not? Yeah. Exactly. And, 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 and a fax machine. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm wondering if there are longtime actors who have been on the show who have never worked with other actors on the show because there are so many different set oh, yeah. areas. You know that, sure. they, that Macy, uh, what's her name? Macy Williams, Williams has been away from likely. like yeah, yeah from from her brothers for a long period of time. So, but she also like. Has like gone all over Westeros. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, what if the final episode? And I pose this to you because it's a possibility. What if the final episode is the entire cast mm-hmm. sitting in a diner while Journey's playing in the background? Uh, I would, I would uh, a la Soprano. It could be good. I'd be upset. Be a twist. <laughs> be no one would expect. <laughs> and if that's what they want to do, then, then they ought to go for it. Um, we have a clip of this, I believe, if Marissa sent it over to Alex Trebek, Casey. Yep, yep, we got it. Uh, he was, of course, diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer. Uh, gave a health update on the last day of taping uh, the current season of the show. So let's play a uh, clip from that. Here we go. Some of you may recall that at the beginning of this season, I promised you that we had some surprises in store for you. Uh, well, of course, I had no idea at that time that there were some surprises in store for me as well. I've always tried to be straight with you, and I'm not going to stop now. So despite what you may have heard, I'm feeling good. I'm continuing with my therapy. So I look forward to seeing you once again in September. Man, you know, it's so... I I just had a a friend uh, who lost their father who was diagnosed two weeks before he passed with stage 4 pancreatic cancer. And it's it's one of those things that... The symptoms don't surface until yes, it's, it's already too late. gotten yes. too late. And, and that's I the biggest issue. I just, you know, as as optimistic as I want to be for Alex, I'm also in the back of my mind going, man, we're going to lose this great guy. Uh, well, you, know what I mean? my, you know the Well, again, so there a couple things. The, the class, the dignity, the... Oh, my uh, goodness. Yes. Just astounding. You, My respect was high for him to begin with. It's now stratospheric. Yeah. And then you sort of in the back of your mind say... Does an Alex Trebek have access to resources? But it's really not. It is what it is. Well, it's how Steve Jobs died, right? Well, Steve Jobs had had liver. liver, Oh, I thought it was pancreatic. But, uh, you know, you hope against hope. I watched the show every night. And I know these were taped a while ago, but he he looks good. Yeah, and and he uh, said he feels okay. He feels good. But I wonder what I when I heard that, I wondered what therapy meant. 
Yeah, I don't know. You know maybe he's doing something. Treatment. He could be doing something experimental that we are unaware of. Yeah, maybe. Nick, do you remember the the professor that had the, uh, the last? Pausch. Yeah, the last uh, lecture. Mm-hmm. Uh, did he have pancreatic cancer? He too? did because he was in great shape. Yeah, he was in great physical shape, and and he's like, look, I can. And he, and he would do the push ups. Yeah, look at me. I'm I'm in great shape. He's like, but I'm I'm dying. Yeah, and it's gonna yep. happen. Yep. So anyhow, I I hope and and pray that things are going to go well for uh, for him. I would we, like to talk about Jeopardy later too because well, it's been really fun watching. Lately. Yeah, this guy uh, James Holzhauer, yeah. Preston. It's yeah. been a cl- if you were to in a lab build the <laughs> ultimate Jeopardy. He has two things: the smarts of Ken Jennings, but with an incredible gambling acumen right. that's just unbelievable. Wow. So. His logic, and you know it, Nick. He'll start up in the higher, in the in the higher priced oh, so questions. He's, he's yeah. going for the daily doubles. Yep. He's getting and he, all the daily doubles, and he goes all in. It's like ninety percent of the time. He's so good. So in in the first in in the first round, he goes all in, and in the second round, he'll he'll bet twenty. Th- he'll be so far ahead. I mean, the other contestants will be at like thirty two hundred dollars yeah. and sixty three hundred dollars. He'll be at forty eight thousand dollars. Right. He's so, like, "Oh, you're adorable." So, yeah. Casey, it's like watching LeBron James play basketball against a bunch of third graders. Like really? he's just, he dominates I, over I, these other and players. Nick, does your heart not go out for the contestants yes. who have worked <laughs> yes. all just this to time get to get on Jeopardy? <laughs> yeah. and, no, and he farts them away. <laughs> yeah. I tried out the other night. Uh, there was the online yeah. test, and um, I've taken it once before. It is. so so staggeringly difficult. It really? is much more difficult than the show itself. You watch the show and you're like, oh, I know what the capital of Turkey is. But you, like when you take the online exam, it's really, really it's hard. Just, here's the difference, too, yeah. with this with, with James here on the show, is that he, um, Ken Jennings, is it this? He comes right back with the answer. Who James uh, knows. James just. Has he gotten any answers wrong? He has. Oh, and yeah. and okay. he's, he's gone all in. And But his strategy, he keeps. He jumped. They're not going to burn off daily doubles on one hundred dollar questions, right? So yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, he knows that. So he goes deep and then jumps out ahead so quickly. <laughs> Poor other people. <laughs> yeah. just, there was a woman the other day who's, um, you know, I, I was telling my Uber driver that she was the first one to know that I got onto the show, and my mother was very excited, uh, you know, and and. Yeah. Uh, she could. She, yeah. <laughs> um, they're just watching the other contestants. Oh. They have nothing. You know, they're just sitting there going, "Oh, okay." And he, I didn't watch last night because I went out. But he apparently had one hundred thirty-one thousand yeah. dollars in the win last the night. The biggest one show take well, of money. And now he's done that three. He's beating his own record four at this times. Point. Yeah, and he's on again tonight. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and he, he can stay on as long yep. as he wins. That's yeah. all there is to it. So my wife and I were trying to guess when he would break a million. I'm, I'm figuring by. Early next week. Okay. The way he's been playing. All right. We will uh, we'll monitor. Uh, let me see here. Nearly 16 years after Rob Kardashian's death, uh, Robert Kardashian. Oh, not, okay. not, <laughs> no, there's no way you could die just making socks. Uh, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, Kylie, and Chris celebrated the opening of UCLA's Robert G. Kardashian Center for uh, esophageal health in Los Angeles. Esophageal? What did he have? Do you have a, a, a throat cancer? You know what? I'm not sure, Steve. Uh, so this is what uh, Kim wrote on Twitter. She wrote, so proud to announce the Robert G. Kardashian Center for Esophageal Health being launched at UCLA. My wish is that other families can have more information and we can focus on uh, health and prevention. Uh, she had further explained in to a video esophagus? Uh, that... Uh, my whole dad's side of the family came to support. He died in 2003 at the age of 59 of cancer. So I assume that's Esophageal cancer, more than likely. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see. And speaking of those guys, Kendall <sighs> may be a supermodel, but she uh, feels bad about her body when she compares Shut it. Shut up! <laughs> Come on. Honestly. I... Feels bad about her body. Let him finish the sentence because maybe it's going to be something. Let's let's hear this. (laughs) Let's hear how the world's highest paid model feels bad about her body. When she compares it to her famously curvy sisters. Uh, She says uh, that at at 5'10", she's noticeably taller and lankier than Chloe, Kim, Courtney, and Kylie. So my sisters are a lot curvier than me. They have boobs. I don't have boobs. Uh, growing up being this little twiggy girl, I saw my sisters and always thought, oh, no. Am I supposed to be more sexy like them? I don't know. Uh, she's okay with it for the most part now, though. She said, I'm not necessarily a lot like them. I like that I have different a different vibe to everyone, and I like to do different things, and that's okay. Can I tell her something? <laughs> Your own sisters are not even a lot like them. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, she, she looks like she's that. had the most, or the least amount of surgery. Yes. Uh, she certainly hasn't had her breasts done. I don't know if she's done the lip injections or anything like that, but uh, Kylie has done a lot. Look at Chloe. Hey, my sister, <laughs> <laughs> We're looking at a picture of her with us. Sorry, can I jab my lipstick, lipstick on that napkin? She has a come-hither look about her. Yeah. Casey, has Kendall been to any of the Sixers games from the playoffs I, yet? I haven't seen her. I haven't either. I have not seen her. Mm. Yeah, looking at some pictures of her, she definitely does uh, not have much in the chest area, but... Most, you uh, don't most need fashion models. They do not. Do not, yes. well, That's why Norma Stitz is never seen on the uh, <laughs> runway. Stitt. All right, two other stories. Uh, Ed Norton says that his film crew wasn't at fault in a fire that broke out and killed a New York fire officer last year. The Blast has obtained court documents stating that his production company, Class 5, is suing Vincent Salazzo, the building's site's owner. Salazzo. Salazzo. Wait, I was thinking of uh, Godfather. Oh. Oh. Uh, Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, Salazzo was one of the characters. Uh, Motherless Brooklyn was shooting last March when a fire unexpectedly broke out. Uh, They blame him for failing to maintain the building's boiler, sparkler, uh, it says sparkler system. I'm going to guess that's sprinkler system. Look at how pretty. (laughs) Sparkler. There's a fire. Let's throw some sparks at it. Wouldn't that be, yeah. Counterproductive. Wait till we turn on the bottle rocket. <laughs> I know it's not suppressing the fire, but it's gorgeous. <laughs> the building's boiler hey, sprinkler system and smoke detectors. Guys, should we get water? Uh, Motherless Brooklyn stars Bruce Willis, Willem Dafoe, Bobby Cannavale, and Alec Baldwin. Uh, Norton and Class 5 have been combating lawsuits themselves over the fire, but they maintain their innocence. Mm. And then uh, one last story. This is out of, world of, uh, out of the world of comic books. Dynamite Entertainment is introducing a crossover between the characters in Charlie's Angels and the Bionic Woman. Oh. Uh, yeah. So according to the writer, Cameron Diordio, who is behind Archie's uh, Josie and the Pussycats comics. Can I guess what it is? Uh, said, yeah, sure. Bionic Bosley? No. Oh, uh, it says, Charlie's Angels Bionic Woman is a story about good people trying to do good things who end up at uh, cross purposes. Uh, and he said, we've made a spy comic with sneaking around, exotic 80s tech, and tense undercover infiltration. But it's also about questioning the track you find yourself on 
and defining uh, for yourself what's right, even if it means turning your whole life upside down. He said, I'm really excited to have Sue Lee on board for this book. The way she draws both the bionic woman and the angels perfectly captures their personalities, while also stylistically representing their different perspectives. Uh, the series launches in July, and it will be ahead of the movie return of Charlie's Angels, which oh. will, uh, that's in no- November 19th is when that comes out, and that's Kristen Stewart, Naomi Scott, and Ella Balinska. I wonder if that movie. So there was talk for a while. You remembered it was going to be Mark Wahlberg. It was like a the twenty billion dollar man, the six billion dollar. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and any word on Never that? Never really, right? Saw any uh, yeah. progress on that? Interesting. I don't know. All right, uh, the clips are where we're headed to next, gang. Gotham continues to follow James Gordon's rise to prominence in Gotham City before Batman's arrival. So freaking good. And here, Ben McKenzie talks about how playing the commissioner has changed his life. I've learned how to try to grapple with the real world and maintain a sense of decency whenever possible. I don't do it as well as Gordon, um, but I also don't have to kill people. Gotham airs tonight at at 8 o'clock on Fox. Let's do the next clip. Life in Pieces is a comedy with stories told through different members of a family as they reach milestones and achievements. In this clip, Zoe Lister-Jones talks about bonding with the cast. I think we really, really genuinely love each other. It's a show about a family, and we've sort of become a family um, while making it. And there's just not a lot of drama. It's just like a cool hang every day. We're really lucky. We hang out outside of shooting and yeah i would say that's probably the most fun can you dig it <laughs> life in pieces airs tonight 9 30 and that is on cbs and uh, that's it that's a full report nick pulled up information on the six billion dollar man still in pre-production but it looks like uh, it will happen at some point they just oh. haven't moved forward huh. with actual filming yet interesting all right, uh, let us take a break. We have several things to get to today. We're going to have uh, Byron Bowers, comedian, who's going to be at Punchline stopping by this morning. We also have a chance for you to win $1,000, maybe even ten grand, with our Fund Yourself 2 competition. 8 o'clock is when we'll get you that special word, and I'll tell you how you enter it and maybe walk away with some extra money this morning. We also have an announcement of a Save the Date uh, coming up in a little bit. So we'll return shortly. Make sure you stay with us this morning. So you cash flows low and you need some dough and I'm like, fund you. MMRs fund you too. Your shot at $1,000 cash five times a day. Hey, fund you. Hey, fund you too. Weekdays, tune in at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. as well as 1, 4, and 6 p.m. to hear the hour's winning keyword. We give you 15 15 minutes to enter it via the MMR app on your mobile device, the contest page at WMMR.com, or text it to the short code 45911. One random entry wins 1000 bucks in cash. We want to... Fund you. MMRs, fund you too. Five chances to win a grand. Weekdays at 8 a.m., 11 a.m., 1 p.m., 4 p.m., and 6 p.m. All the details and contest rules at WMMR.com. Brought to you by A&T Subaru. Subarus really do cost less in Sellersville. And by 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. So I'm sitting here, literally. I'm, I'm sifting through papers. I have so many things that we haven't even had a chance to get to. Stories that are worth bringing up but may not indeed have a full conversation behind them to where we could talk for 45 minutes about it. So I'd say it's time to clean out my junk drawer. Yeah! I'd say so, yeah. Right. 
You know what did this for you, by the way? What? We heard this this morning on the news. It was on a commercial yeah, yeah. of this song. So they stole our theme. It was playing, and I'm like, that's the junk drawer theme. How dare you? Rat for some bastard. medication or something like that. <laughs> uh, so anyhow, it gave me the idea. Let me dig around here and see what... Oh, you know what? First thing I'm going to bring up actually is at the top of the list um, that Nick had just sent me a link to over, and I thought this was kind of nice. Adam Goldberg is interviewed in uh, Philly Voice, I believe it is. Then, yeah. Right? And in it, he gave a plug to us. Huh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and in fact, he also gives a plug to our buddy Ike Richmond, too, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, the, he was asked by uh, the guy conducting the uh, interview, is Ed uh, Condren, and uh, he said, uh, speaking of hockey, there's an old uh, there's an episode where you're playing for the old York Road Raiders, and you're terrible. Uh, were you that <laughs> bad at ice hockey, or is that a hyperbole? He said, the funny thing is, my old hockey coach, Ike Richmond, at Old York Road, became one of the heads of the Flyers' public relations staff. And I started playing for him when I was about six years old. And he said I was the worst hockey player he had ever coached, (laughs) which I take as a point of pride. He said, I have a lazy eye with no depth perception. There's an episode in which I scored in my own goal, and that's all true, and Ike remembers it. So I thought that was funny. And then at the uh, near the end of the interview... Um, Ed asks him, uh, you've covered so many bases when it comes to Philadelphia pop culture on the Goldbergs. What would you like to tackle next? And then Adam says, I want to do something on when WrestleMania came to Philadelphia. He said, I went to WrestleMania 2 with Hulk Hogan. Wow. And then he goes on to say, when I was on uh, Preston and Steve's show, uh, they said I should do a Pulsations episode. And there's always stuff to do. To do. Uh, we've yet to do a Down the Shore episode, too. So there's so much yeah. material. They, they did do a Down the Shore. They just, it wasn't the main focus. It was okay. sort of happening. But, uh, yeah, okay. it's amazing what they do. And like, and, and, and by, the, by the way, that lazy eye thing, they have fun with that on the show. Do they really? He'll take off his glasses and the eye will start. <laughs> um, well, it's kind of come full circle, by the way, because Ike Richmond is now doing, like, PR yeah. For Adam Goldberg. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anytime yep. that there is has anything to do with the band Rush, Ike sends me a text about it, uh-huh. about it being on the Goldbergs. He's a good dude. They're, they're always uh, bringing yeah. up Rush, which is great because Adam is a huge Rush fan. So I just thought that was kind of fun. That's uh, awesome. Little tidbit. So that's done. That's out of the junk drawer. Let me find something. Okay. Let me run this. This might actually be a conversation, but I found this kind of interesting. This was a, a poster on a, a Reddit uh, parenting forum uh, about an incident that happened at a child's birthday party. Uh, the mom said she took her six-year-old daughter to a classmate's birthday party at a Build-A-Bear workshop. Build-A-Bear. This past weekend. After the children spent time making their bears, the group left the store and planned to go back to the birthday girl's house for the rest of the party. However, as the kids left the workshop, the mom of the birthday girl announced that each child would have to turn their bear over to the daughter. Wait, what? Yeah, that they were making the bears to For... give to the daughter. No, I no, no, would no. not no. burn no. Cool. the place down. No, yeah, no, no. that is that is psychotic. What I've kind never of heard idiot, of that. Idiot you, mother does that. You are, you're going to have a oh, bunch of kids there and then tell them they can't have the can't, teddy bear they that made? they worked on. Moron. Yeah. You know yeah. what's crazy? Sons of bitches. Is when you started this conversation, Preston, I thought you were going to say they 
she was going to make each person pay for the bear. That's what I thought, too. That's where I thought and you I were still would have killed her. And this is worse. This is worse. This is worse. Because Steve had built a bear, like, you know, they give you a little heart. Yeah. You put the heart in there. Well, you kiss it. And there's glass, and there's a little there's a little, a, a, a little thing, a little scroll you can buy for yep. two. Mm-hmm. And, by the, and how much will that be? That'll be $4,420. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. For your bear. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> actually less to call, to purchase a real Kodiak bear. Yeah. And typically, when you go to a Build-A-Bear party, that, that that's what you're paying for. You're paying <laughs> so that each child gets yep. a bear. Yep. You're not making it for the birthday girl. Oh, and by the way, the bears themselves are, obviously, they're a little bit pricey. What, where you really go over top are the accessories. The clothes. Oh, the clothes. Oh, God. That end up mismatched and in a pile and they, you know, they lose them. But if you want to get the skateboard, that's $45, <laughs> you know, or whatever My wife, so oh. we, we've gone a couple times, my wife just loved the Build-A-Bear. So we were, we were doing a couple... Okay. Okay. We had like three you or four of them on, on, on top of the. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, I have no grounds to talk. So and they're but they become dust collectors. Mm. And you're right, Preston. The jungle hat that was on the one bear with the cats playing yeah. that somewhere. <laughs> I kid you not. There were times and and it would happen. I know exactly where all the build a bear bears are in the malls, especially the King of Prussia Mall. <laughs> you know how to avoid them. If we would be walking and I would forget that we were heading in that direction, Casey, it's almost like you. <laughs> When something inappropriate comes on television, <laughs> hey, look over there, free candy, fire, you know, whatever, <laughs> and, and just like move along, move along, let's go, 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 because the moment they start yeah. to steer you in that direction. And they're designed, oh. they're designed to just suck kids suck in like in. a black hole. Yeah, you're right. It's yeah. like a vacuum cleaner. Uh, so apparently the mom posted, all is well, we leave the store, and then friend's mom announces that the kids need to give all of their animals to her daughter. What a deranged yeah. lunatic. And what family wants all those stuffed animals anyway? True. <laughs> and then it says, cue the upset and angry kids. They all disappointingly handed over their animals, and one friend wasn't even being nice about it, or the friend wasn't even being nice about it either. Another little boy didn't want to. I would have said no. And the no. friend ripped it out of his hands. I probably should have said something, but I didn't. The yeah, other parents seemed totally pretty baffled as well. I'm not giving you this goddamn bear. That In fact, Preston, that's when you become Pacino and Godfather too. Yeah, I'm not giving you anything. Yeah. In fact, we'd appreciate if you'd pay for all our bears. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, you'll, you'll you'll put the gambling license up. You'll pay for that. Well, and congratulations, mom. Now your kid has no friends, and all the other moms are talking about you. Yeah. How how, do, how can you be so bereft of what's going to work with kids? Nick, did you just find Build-A-Bear panties? <laughs> yeah. Now, listen. Here's a search I've never done before. Okay. Build-A-Bear panties. But somebody texted now in. that's a store I'll go to. Yeah. The, the text was, um, Build-A-Bear panties are over 10 bucks alone. So I, I had to ask this person who texted that, wait, <laughs> panties? And then I Googled Build-A-Bear panties. And he's right, or she's right, that you can buy <laughs> and you can buy used Build-A-Bear panties. What? Shut up. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Ew. They're used. Holy crap. Oh, my God. Well, I didn't Used know. Build-A-Bear panties? Yeah. Well, you know, know, because you These know what it is. smell when... like salmon. <laughs> well, yeah. 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 I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean. It doesn't mean have to be an yeah. animal. Bears got to eat. Could be yeah. said for just regular panties. Uh, yeah. All right. Okay. Anyhow, I thought that was outrageous and stupid. And worth bringing up. But Kathy, to Kathy's point, you just eliminated the entire friend base yeah. of this kid. What, what? is this, Marissa? This is, uh, she wants to oh, have some of those panties. No, 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 no. This is the Build-A-Bear party packages. She pulled this up. All right, so Super Smiles party, $18 per guest, one furry friend for each guest, value up to $12, and one T-shirt. 
Uh, that's not bad, $18. No, it, it's not bad. So we yeah. went to a Build-A-Bear Build party a couple of that's years ago. That's the low ago. end, by the way. Yeah, and, okay. and they got the bear. They were able to... You, you get know, to watch other children put bears together. Well, but they were able to customize their bear, and then they got an outfit, too, with, the, I guess, the package that um, the party included. we went to. <laughs> no, but it was like, I mean, it was a pretty good deal. Okay. Huh. I, I mean, listen, traditionally, as you were saying earlier, there, it, it's a more expensive proposition, but... Um, it doesn't. It, it works. Kids By the way, it. there's there's eighteen, twenty five, thirty five, and forty five dollar uh, okay. party package. Really? All right. What oh, are your yeah. thoughts on the elite comes with Cavassier? Yeah. What, what are your thoughts on this theory? What if this didn't actually happen, and this is just Build a Bear who threw this on Reddit? It's quite possible. You know, like, I'm you know, a big cynic, mm-hmm. but I also know how deranged some parents can be. Yeah. Wait, what this, would they get out of it? Oh, publicity. publicity. Yeah, they I mean, got I mean, plenty you're, you're, of publi- we're, we're publicity talking. this year. Yeah, remember? <laughs> yeah, they don't need any more. Yeah, what was that about? Everybody that showed free, up for that free bear thing. The and free bear. They, they got overwhelmed. They couldn't satisfy all the uh, requirements. They right? ended up sending out a coupon to anybody who waited in the line yeah. or, you know, who yeah. I think it was like a VIP member and you could use the coupon at any time. But this isn't negative on Build-A-Bear at all. This is negative on this quote-unquote woman, whatever her name is, Karen. What are you the, talking about? Just go to the next story. Karen? <laughs> no, um, I'm, I think the, the lady's the name is Karen. Karen. I saw it up on the, uh, oh, the, right. the screen up there. But I'm just saying, what What do you mean, what am I talking about? I, I, you say, you're, you're saying, saying Karen, wait, now, now you were saying Build-A-Bear made this up, but just, now you're going back to a real person, Karen? What do you, t- I don't understand. Um, <sighs> Karen in quotations is what he's saying. It's, you know, so this woman who took all the teddy bears. Karen. Yeah. By the way, Casey, air for those of you who are listening on the radio, is doing air quotes right now. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind, Preston. Move I on. I just don't understand. You guys I, okay. really I need to get to the bottom of this anger. I, I actually this don't understand anger. how you don't understand. I haven't even dis- de- detracted from what I was initially saying. Casey, if- how does it make you feel when Preston doesn't acknowledge your air quotes that no one can see? Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. I, I'm done talking about this. Okay, I'm just Preston, on. how just, does it make you feel? On. Confused. Do yeah. we need our combat bats? So Casey's saying that maybe they they floated this story out there to get to some publicity, possibly. Okay, and then your follow up was Karen. Karen. Karen is Karen a a fake person? That Karen uh, is the person. In the I'm story. done talking about it. Press. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I didn't see a name on here because it says the mom said it said uh, uh, an anonymous poster on Reddit. So yeah. I you know. I didn't see a Karen. That's what threw me off. Yeah. Okay. You are in the doghouse. I'm horrible. He's mad at me now. You are sorry. in the doghouse. All right. Let me find another item in the junk drawer. better not mention Karen. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is about Pepsi. Uh, Karen Wilcox, the CEO of Pepsi. <laughs> God, there's a name again. I thought I just got out of this. Pepsi has consulted with a Russian space startup offering brands the chance to project their logos into the night skies via low-orbit satellites. Do you think this is just a scam and that none of this is happening just to get Pepsi in the news? (laughs) You know what? We should consider that with every single story I bring up today. There was another company that was talking about doing this. Yeah. So yeah, there was actually, uh, Steve. Yeah. And I'm I'm curious as to how it would appear to, um, to us. Yeah. How it would look yes. in the sky. Yeah, exactly. So PepsiCo uh, said its Russian subsidiary agreed a uh, to a partnership with what's uh, a company called Star Rocket. This is great day for Karen. For an exploratory test for stratosphere advertisements of its Adrenaline Rush energy drink, uh, they'll claim that it would not complete the project. The startup says, and this is a startup, this is why it will probably not go anywhere, 
But the startup says that it will use an array of micro-satellites to project companies' logos into low-Earth orbit with images on its website showing how images might appear floating across the sky. So uh, basically, a ultra-high-tech version of skywriting. Yeah, or, you know, a sky billboard. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. So they said that uh, space has to be beautiful. With the best brands, our sky will amaze us every night. No. Yeah, that sounds like a bunch of nonsense. Shut up. Uh, not everyone is convinced. If you thought a, a starry sky line was impressive, wait till you see the Coke logo. Uh, not everyone is convinced by the idea with some people taking to social media to label it space pollution, while others called for a boycott of Pepsi com, uh, company products. Uh, wow. Since futurism <laughs> that, that work. first reported Pepsi's interest in the technology, the soft drinks firm says uh, it claimed the partnership with Star Rocket uh, was a one-time event and does not plan to test the technology any further at this time. Um, the we- on the website, it said that the uh, uh, for the startup, it said that it will charge companies two hundred thousand dollars to deploy the orbital advert in the night sky for eight hours, and five hundred thousand will cover ten days of the space ad. Wow! And, this, and like you said, Steve, this is not the first time yeah. that extraterrestrial advertising has been proposed. With one Japanese startup aiming to place billboards on the surface of the moon by twenty twenty. <laughs> Could you? There's and, so, there is something rather cheap and gaudy about that to take the moon and have billboards up on the moon by the way tests of the technology are yet to take place and star rocket is currently looking for 25 million dollars in funding to make the next generation advertising platform a reality so they need some help start a gofundme page yeah exactly all right uh other things within the junk drawer uh i love this in 2007 a 15-year-old chimpanzee named julie started sporting a blade of grass behind one ear, a trend that drove her fellow apes wild. This is a pretty crazy story. First, her son donned his own ear ornament, followed by eight other chimps in Julie's troop of 12 who all lived in a sanctuary in uh, Zambia. So they were effectively accessorizing? That's exactly what they were doing. Wow. And Julie was the trendsetter. When Julie died in 2012, her local gang kept wearing the single-blade accessory, and the style eventually spread to fashion-forward chimps in two nearby populations. I have I was just over the vacation. I was reading a story, and I kid you not, about uh, they, they had had some chimps uh, in, a, in an enclosure. They were, you know, d- testing, just behavioral testing, not, you know, electrodes in the brains and stuff like that. And they put in clothes and and shoes and things, and they started to wear them really on their own voluntarily. No kidding. And, and there is another story which I'll send you that pertains to this press, in which proves that battle for the planet of the apes will happen. And will, oh, okay. Will All be right. Subjugated to <laughs> simian rule. Uh, Julia and her fellow fashionistas were likely copying each other uh, just to be with the in crowd. Writes Adam Rutherford in his book called Humanimal. How Homo Sapiens Became Nature's Most Paradoxical Creature. Uh, they're not the only beast to display human-like behavior, whether it's a creative use of tools, enjoying recreational sex, or harnessing fire. It turns out that animals are often just like us. So chimps get their get their groove on. Yeah. Well, there's there's a few different animals. So let me, let me get into details here. So it is well known that chimpanzees use sticks to dig termites out of holes. I do as well. Uh, but many other creatures also get smart in the quest for snacks. As recently as 150 years ago, uh, he said, we thought we were the only organisms to use tools, but now we know 1% of the species does. Uh, bottlenose dolphins in Shark Bay, Australia, They uh, these resourceful sea animals 
wrap live sponges around their beaks to scrounge for spiky bottom feeders. Crows use sticks as hooks to root out grubs, and apparently that shows an astonishing level of analogical reasoning, which allows them to think a few steps ahead. Did you know that badgers use DeWalt miter saws? No. Yeah. Wow. Australian birds of prey will pick up burning sticks from bushfire and then drop them in a dry, grassy area to ignite a blaze and then await the dinner bell as small animals flee. They actually use fire. It's amazing. These pyromaniac hawks could explain why wildfires often start in odd places. Well, this would explain why I saw a ferret driving an SUV yesterday. Okay. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe we're not thinking. Uh, Well, listen, you know... um... It's it's pretty wild how inventive they get. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the so in this case we were who, I, forget, I can't believe I'm forgetting the gentleman's name was doing the um, uh, Dreadnoticus. Uh, oh, Lockenvar. Right. Yeah. Yes. So he they, they were talking about you know we're talking about how the adaptations of nature and and the, the the brilliant ways that you know we think these creatures are just one note things. Okay, this is how they hunt. This is how they do it. Right, right. But even at, on a basic level, we'll come out, come up with workarounds, yes. you know? Uh, by the way, getting to the sex side of things. Yeah, chimp sex. Uh, fornication among the horniest creatures on the planet, uh, bonobo primates yeah, from, the co- so. from the Congo Basin, is unmatched among animals, including us. Uh, bonobos engage in some type of sex act Ten times a day. All right. <laughs> and. <laughs> oh, my. And yet they have babies just once every f- uh, five or six years. That's Michael Jackson. That is Michael Jackson. <laughs> Dude, that is. I'm going bonobo on your ass. Yeah. Uh, so they, they have ten times a day. They just have babies once <gasps> once every five or six years. So they're banging all the time, but they're only getting Well, they use up. rubbers. Uh, a bonobo bundle of joy comes along only once out of every 18,250 sex acts. No way. While humans yeah, conceive... squeaky. I have something to tell you. I'm pregnant. Uh, humans conceive roughly once out of every 1,000 acts of heterosexual intercourse. Oh, wow, man. That's, yeah. That is wild. Rutherford said that uh, bonobos are weird. He said they've been isolated on the left bank of the Congo River for more than a million years. All social engagements involve some sort of sexual congress. Sex, including same-sex sex, is used for greetings, resolving conflicts, asserting the social hierarchy, or just showing excitement over a meal. Maybe they have it right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're if, if you're deflecting a road rage incident, Preston, if instead of you were to throw down with the guy, what if you were to have sex with him? Ah, yeah, maybe that would that help would, mitigate the anger. I would think that would make life a little bit more pleasant, right? Uh, wow, that is that is amazing. The story that I had read is actually they were looking to use human DNA to increase, where have you heard this before, the intelligence of chimpanzees. And they've already started doing it so that they could be our overlords and put us into <laughs> prison work camps. Uh, now, they're doing some pretty wild stuff medically. In fact, I can move on to a story about another... Met- uh, medical discovery. Scientists have printed the world's first 3D heart. Uh, printed print- a 3D heart. Using a patient's own cells. That's wild. Scientists have previously built synthetic hearts and bioengineered tissues using a patient's cells, but this is the first time the scientists actually created a complex organ the problem- with biological materials. The problem is as it comes out of the printer, it falls on the floor. Uh, lead researcher Tal Devere 
Uh, a material scientist and professor of molecular cell biology at Tel Aviv University said this is the first time that anyone anywhere has successfully engineered a, and printed an entire heart replete with cells, blood vessels, ventricles, and chambers. I mean, oh, my really God. Amazing, because you it's talk astonishing. about, like, um, you know, bodies rejecting organs. The organs yeah. happens all the time. Like that. That's why you have to take drugs to stop your body from rejecting organs. Mm-hmm. And, it, and those drugs can be hazardous to your health. Yes, too. they can. Yep. Um, excuse me, this may be a, a stupid question, but how does a printer print cells? I could see ventricles and other, you know, but but cells have internal working parts. Yeah. yeah. Nick, they, the so I the what they can 3D print in general is astonishing. Right. So they were they were printing like valve replacements and things like that for the heart. But that's that to, to you like tubes and you know yeah, and, and right. things like you're, you're, how are you right, right. how are you printing biological matter? Right, right. It, but the biological matter is, is what they're using to print. It's right. not like they're printing oh. with plastic. And, right, and, exactly. Okay, so you it can says, get it at staples. I'll, I'll explain. No, it says. Uh, by the way, this uh, for patients with uh, heart failure, a heart transplant is the only solution. But there is lack of heart donors. Veer said that uh, this heart is made from human cells and. Patient-specific biological materials in our process; these materials serve as the bionics. No, uh, yeah, I guess so. Bio bio inks. Bio-ish. Yeah, oh, bio ink. Okay, Astrid. I got it. As in a printer, uh, substances made of sugars and proteins that can be used for three D printing of complex tissue models. Our results demonstrate this potential for our approach for engineering personalized tissue and organ replacement in the future. Now, the heart oh. they made is very, very tiny. It's like the size of it's only a few inches long. But it's so a, it'd be for a, someone who's kind of callous and standoffish. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, what a what a wrench. <laughs> yeah. What a small heart. This guy's a small heart. Uh, but they're on the way. But that, that, amongst hummingbirds, this is huge. That would be incredible. If, mean, they, that, if they were able to engineer and create replacement organs, I mean, that's insanely futuristic. And but yet it's not. They're yeah, doing it. I've, I know. I've actually I've been flirting with the notion of getting a three D printer, a small. 3D printer because it's just it's amazing what you can, you know. There are all these things online that you can. I, I need this, and you, it just print, or you can send a design or create something mm-hmm. and have it realize it for you. Obviously in 3D, uh, and so they're, they're not expensive. Jace is hoping that the Easter Bunny brings him a 3D printer. <laughs> oh, oh really? How is it that you're seven? Is he seven? Seven. And well, I want the same things all the time. Well, you know what's pretty amazing? So they have a 3D printer at the school, and they they can uh, create one project a year and actually print it out. And, yeah. Uh, I saw the projects that the kids printed out, and I, listen, I know that he's my son, and of course, yeah. I'm, you know, I, I'm going to favor him. But his project compared to the other ones that I saw. Lined up like he did a really good job with it on the computer. He created the whole thing. They told him like you know the the largest it could be. He went and and maxed it out to make sure that his was the biggest. What was and it? Encouraging. It was a. What was it? Yeah. So he 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 did a robot. He created a robot and he he uh, the 3D printer uh, printed it out. That's awesome. Yeah, it was. It's really cool. Nice. All right. Well, maybe I'm Apple Five Thousand. Yeah. <laughs> I'm your replacement, Kathy. Replacement <laughs> <laughs> mommy. Yeah. Made, made a replacement mommy. I will let Chase play on his iPad all day long. Oh, totally. <laughs> he do, does everything that he wants. Yes. Uh, so, but I don't think the Easter Bunny will bring the 3D printer. We'll just wait for Uncle Steve to be finished with it. <laughs> I, did, I, did last, I gave him my last robot. So, <laughs> all right. Here's another story. Completely different direction on this. Uh, Disney World, big place. It, it is kind of big. But how long would it take to ride every single ride 
Anything where you're riding a vehicle and is listed on the Disney website. The bloggers who run a uh, website called Parkology uh, have actually developed a challenge in which one must ride all the rides within one day. And they say that uh, most who complete the challenge, that's about 45 to 50 rides, depending on how many are closed for refurbishments, uh, usually can do it in about 17 to 18 hours. So you you went, and I think it's a smart move, and we talked about this before. It it costs a little bit more, but to get sort of that couple-line deal, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that you can actually experience the park and get to ride a lot uh, is worth it, especially if you're if you only if you is... go there and you only get to ride just a handful. How many did you ride when you were there at the park? Oh, uh, and we just for that we that was in um, Disney World itself or, or Magic Kingdom. Okay. Uh, so I I don't remember Steve. Like 10, 11, 12? Yeah, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's a lot. lot. Uh, but here's the deal. They they don't want you to do that for this particular challenge. In order to pull this off, you have to plan things out, including scheduling fast passes ahead of time. Knowing... Oh, so they're talking about with people in the park also. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. So when, when rides open and close for the day, starting early and knowing huh. when to make a jump from one park to another. So this is all the parks. Riding all the rides. Oh, man. And being able to do it is about 18 hours or so in order to pull all of that off. What was your favorite ride that you went on? Uh, wow. That's I know a, Casey would think Avatar at this point, right? I mean, I didn't get to ride yeah. that. That's on the list. I would, yeah. I, that's, in fact, that's kind of the only thing that I'd go back to Disney for, to be honest, because the other rides are, yeah. they're little kid, you know, targeted and they're fun and magical yeah. and cool, but I want more thrill ride. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. The Toy Story thing was pretty cool. Did you go on any of the roller coasters, the rock and roller coasters? You know what? That's or, a good ride. Uh, Space Mountain's actually pretty damn cool. Yeah. Still. I mean, and that's been around for decades now. Um, and it's still really cool. They don't have Captain EO anymore, do they? No. Especially that... now after leaving Neverland. Yeah. Um, they brought it back. I'm uh, back. And it was, it was it was terrible. I forget what they put or what they're putting in that. Because it's a giant, like, pavilion. I am Michael Jackson, and I can introduce you to the Bonobo Chimp Sex Experience. <laughs> it's unbelievable, and you're going to love it. Oh, this is a ride? The Bonobo Sex Experience? It's unbelievable. Oh, uh, Do you have audio from that uh, somewhere? <laughs> yes, I do. I don't know where that... Uh... <laughs> Did you like that? Huh? Tell a friend. Okay. Uh, so anyway, it, plan about 18 hours if you want to hit every single ride, uh, in the park. All right, um, another junk tour item. A new study has found that people who force themselves to smile for customers or hide their feelings of annoyance may be more susceptible to heavy drinking. I believe this. Huh. If, Re- if you're, if the entire course of your day... Is like if you're like a, 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 a like a, say you're like a pharmaceutical rep or whatever, and you got to smile all day and hey, and you're not that kind of person. Say like a Kathy. Like that, uh, yeah, that explains <laughs> it, it the excessive drinking at night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Researchers at Penn State and the University of Buffalo studied the drinking habits of employees who work in the public eye. Uh, some of the jobs uh, studied include nurses, teachers, or food service employees. That's what I would think. Like somebody you know in a restaurant who just has to be. Yes. Constantly has to be nice, probably wants to go home and have a beer or a glass yeah. of wine. Yep. Uh, the study found a link between those who fake positive emotions or suppress feelings like eye rolling with heavy drinking <laughs> after the shift. That's ended. a really impressive little robot you built. Uh, I love it. Uh, Alicia Grandy, professor of psychology at Penn State, believes that these type of jobs 
should limit the need for employees to smile for the customer. As a customer, I wouldn't be down with that. I know. You know, I went by, you know where I, I enjoy going and, and get a great response from where? almost everybody from the people working in the garage to the, the front desks is Penn. I was there yesterday. I, I think that they have been trained they uh, to, are to be phenomenal and helpful. I, in fact, what I saw was in for that procedure on, on Tuesday. Yeah. Everybody across the boards from the valet up front yeah. to everybody. And they said it is you're there at traditionally what is a sort of nerve wracking, un- oh, yeah. uncomfortable situation for you. Yep. And they realized a long time ago that. The little flourishes like that, and the edict is that way to make it as pleasant as possible because you're more likely to be proactive about your health, and they end up benefiting as a result of that. When I go to park, as soon as you walk in where the uh, the elevators are, there's always somebody there who says, uh, you know, good afternoon, sir. Do you know where you're going? Can I help you with this? And yeah. it's like, boom. I-, I love that right off the bat. So places that have that type of... <laughs> <laughs> well, they, then they start doing that. No, they have that type of training. I appreciate. Well, actually, uh, Disney has that type of training. I mean, mm-hmm. I haven't been to Disney in a long time, but you guys have told me many times that the uh, customer service there is pretty exemplary. And, and those are, guys drink like crazy. They probably <laughs> do. They're all alcoholics. Uh, so so I play Pluto <laughs> for seven hours a goddamn day, and I can't say anything. No, I was going to say great customer service where people smile all the time is uh, REI. Every time I ever go into that store, huh? people just seem to enjoy working there, and they make sure that you you're enjoying your shopping experience as well. Lots of bars right around there, too. That's so true. Yeah, a lot, a lot of Zip right out and yeah. get their drink from smi- after smiling all day. But those guys love what they do. Right. And, and I mean, it shows. And, and it really does show. But they, they will st- stop what they're doing. If you just ask one little question. They love to talk about like, it. You know what? Here, let me bring you over here. And this, yeah. is, this is what I like. Uh, Alicia Grandy, professor of psychology at Penn State, believes that these type of jobs should limit the need for employees to smile for the customer. She said faking and suppressing emotions with customers was related to drinking beyond the stress of the job or feeling negatively. Well, I think uh, do that. Don't smile and act standoffish, and you won't even have to worry about a job. Uh, It wasn't just feeling badly that makes them reach for a drink. Instead, the more they have to control negative emotions at work, the less they are able to control their alcohol intake after work. I'd say they're thinking about this entirely in a wrong light. Because they smile all day, they can afford the booze they buy at night. Okay. Because that's part of the deal. But, I mean, I can't see any business saying, you know what? Tamp down on the smiling and pleasantries. Yeah. A lot of people are texting in Chick-fil-A has happy employees. They do. You know what? They do. You're they right. Have, they also have waffle fries. They, they do. do. Those are good. <laughs> That's why they're happy. Yeah. They got them in have. there. No, you're right. They're, they're, they, have been, they have been trained in customer service, and they, and they follow through. And I would imagine they've been told, uh, you know, look, you have to. This is, the, this is our way. If it's you called the way of the chicken. Yeah. If you're not, it's not the way of the chicken, get the F out of here. <laughs> All you right. ever see a sad chicken? Right. Never! And that's all I'm going to clean out of the junk drawer today. So. It's good stuff. Thank you for letting me uh, get in that. We started off on a pretty tense story, but uh, we moved in some other stuff. We, Sorry about that, man. We didn't start off there. We gradually went there. You just got a, a sincere yeah. apology. Oh, I thought that was the first story we went to. Yeah. All right, anyway, uh, we are going to take a break. <laughs> We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. And we have a chance. What? Friggin' Karen. All right, we're going to have a chance for you to win some money. Yeah. How to put a smile on your face, drinking or no drinking. We'll be right back. Stay with us. More of the Preston and Steve Show podcast after this. 
Show your mom or the mother of your children that you love her to the moon and back with Stephen Singer's beautiful I Love You to the Moon and Back Diamond Necklace for only $98. Free shipping, free personalized Mother's Day card exclusively at Stephen Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Saving send you some money now. 93.3 WMMR, Philadelphia. Fund you too. Fund you too. All right, let's do this thing. We have a chance for you to win cash. This hour's keyword in the MMR Fund You 2 nationwide contest is radio. How about that? R- wow, R- that's R- what we do. R-A-D-I-O. So you have until 8.15 to enter it via text to the special contest short code 45911, or you can enter the word radio using the MMR mobile app, or you can do it via the contest page at WMMR.com, and you'll be entered for a $10,000 grand prize. All right, so make sure that you get to this and do it, all right? Once again, the word is radio. R-A-D-I-O will call you if you're randomly selected, and you'll win 1000 bucks. Complete contest rules are available at WMMR.com. Good luck. From A and T Subaru and WMMR. Let's do the bizarre file. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's bizarre. bizarre file. All right, this morning it is brought to you by Mulch Works of Aston, Pennsylvania, offering mulch, topsoil, compost, decorative and crushed stone, grass seeds, straw, and more. Mulchworks delivers uh, delivers to residential and commercial markets. Visit them online at mulchthis.com or stop by in person to meet their friendly staff. A man in China has reportedly had an inch-long needle removed from his heart Whoa! during four-hour open chest surgery. The 27-year-old patient, known as Mr. Zhu, claimed a friend had inserted the sharp object into his chest as a prank when they were out drinking two months earlier. The old needle in the heart prank. Yep, Mr. Zhu said that he was drunk at the time and had not felt unwell until recently. You're not laughing, Mr. Zhu. He had to rush to a local hospital earlier this month after suffering from severe chest pain. Doctors were shocked to find a needle stuck in his heart, and the needle would beat whenever his heart had beat. Oh, my God. He yeah. followed it up with, cut your balls off. Uh, local medics were not confident to treat the patient and transferred him to another hospital. Upon examination, doctors discovered that part of the needle was stuck in a large vein below the right atrium of Mr. Zhu's heart. The rest unbelievable. The rest of the needle was said to have poked into his heart. Uh, the hospital arranged emergency surgery. The needle was a 3-centimeter or 1.1-inch long acupuncture needle. Uh, They believed that it was first trapped under the patient's skin and gradually traveled towards his heart. Uh, He told reporters that the needle ended up inside his body when he and his friend were out drinking together. On uh, One day in February, he said, I was drunk. My friend poked a needle into my body before adding that he hadn't felt any pain. The man also claimed that he had managed to remove the needle from his skin on his own last month, but decided to insert it back into into himself. Mr. Jew is an idiot. Yeah, he refused to explain why and how he had done so. A large amount of fluid had accumulated around Mr. Jew's heart, and his condition was said to be critical. Surgeons carried out a cardiopulmonary bypass procedure on him. Surgeons managed to find the needle after they cut him open uh, and went into his inferior vena cava. Uh, They also repaired the wall of the vein after discovering that it had been partially damaged by the needle. He's expressed regret for his behavior. I'm not a cardiologist, but I think you should refrain from jamming things into your heart, correct? Probably a good idea, yeah. A Mississauga woman 
were shot with... Listen to how messed up this story is. Now, the last one was pretty messed up. Were shot with a crossbow when she answered the door to a fake delivery man in a targeted attack. Police say they believe was carried out by a hitman and was meant to kill her. A hitman using a crossbow? Yeah, listen to the details of this story. At first, it sounds goofy, but it's it's really malevolent. The 44-year-old victim survived the bizarre attack on her front doorstep... But she's never going to be the same again. The uh, sergeant in charge, Sergeant Jim Kettle, said the injuries that she sustained are devastating. It involved damage to a lot of her internal organs. She'll be in recovery phase for the rest of her life. Her life will never be the same again. Police have released video and photographs of the suspect, hoping someone in the community can identify him. Uh, He said that this man was definitely a target type of attack, or this was most definitely a target type of attack. Uh, The victim was alone at the time, answered the door to someone dressed like a delivery man who was carrying a large package. Police say inside the box was a crossbow, the kind commonly used by hunters to kill moose and other large game. Police believe the man was holding the handle of the crossbow through a hole in one end of the box as he pointed it at the victim. The crossbow was never removed from the box. The victim and delivery man had a brief conversation, and then the man shot her in the chest. She was able to close the door as he ran and called 911. She saw him clearly but did not recognize him. Comments made by the victim or, or made to the victim by the suspect indicate that the victim was targeted and that the suspect may have carried out the attack at the request of another individual. So it's like, Steve, it's like uh, Michael Corleone sends his regards. Yeah. It's like that oh type my of thing. God. So this person is saying, here's, you know, this is... You know, this is the message to you, or, or somebody wants do you they, dead. Do they have any indication, like an ex-lover or a no. stalker or something like that? Police are ensuring her safety, and there are potential motives investigators have identified, but they aren't revealing any and are still looking for others. And the suspect did not cover his face, but many have been, uh, but may have been wearing a wig under a hat that he had on. Did wow. this woman, by any chance, run a Build-A-Bear party where the kids were forced <laughs> to give the bears... To the birthday girl. We're not sure that was real. That may have been a ploy by the company. We're not sure. An Australian paramedic was paralyzed in her sleep after cracking her neck triggered a stroke at just 23. Oh. Uh, Natalie K- uh, Kunicki was, or no, it's Kunicki. Kunikiki. Uh, uh, Kunikiki. Kunikiki. Was watching a movie in bed after a night out when she stre- uh, stretched her neck and heard a loud crack. She thought a little of it, went to sleep, and she woke up 15 minutes later and she couldn't move her leg. When she tried to get up to the, go to the bathroom, she collapsed to the floor. Uh, she called an ambulance and a CAT scan confirmed she had suffered a stroke. Medic said when she cracked her neck, her vertebral artery, which is a major artery in the spine, had burst, causing a blood clot to form in her brain and triggered a stroke. Isn't From the wild? simple... Yeah, process like of you yawning, just, like uh, like yeah. just turning your head a little bit, and you hear a little pop. Aren't you supposed to be able to turn your head without having a stroke? You would think so. Uh, Natalie's left side was almost completely paralyzed, and she spent almost a month in the hospital as she tried to regain movement in her leg, arm, it's and horrible. Uh, she said, I wasn't even trying to crack my neck. I just moved, and it happened. I'm a paramedic, and I didn't call emergency services for 10 minutes because I thought it was too unlikely uh, that it would be a stroke when I should have known much better. We've After- all had those things where, like, you go to pick up a spoon, and you're you're rendered... <laughs> a quadriplegic. Uh, after struggling to fall back to sleep, Natalie finally put aside her embarrassment, called for help. They did this test, she said, where they hold your finger in the air, and then you have to touch your nose and then your finger. And my hand went all over the place, and I was saying, uh-oh, something's wrong. Uh, test confirmed she had uh, suffered a stroke and would need emergency surgery. While surgeons were able to repair her artery with a stent, uh, they couldn't clear the clot in her brain, and they believe that it will dissolve in time. Uh, not to run the bizarre files off the rails here, yep. but I just heard this the other day, and I didn't know if, if we discussed this or is this something that's common knowledge. 
But apparently when people experience strokes, they smell what they believe is toast. Have you ever heard this? You know, that sounds vaguely familiar to me. Right. Um, My wife was bringing it up, and I'm like, really? why does that sound like that's accurate? Um, there's There's a smell of toast when people are going. It's one of the warning signs of having a stroke. Well, here's Nick just pulled up a, um, an article. He did a search on it, and it says there's a popular myth that smelling burning toast is a sign of a brain tumor or that you're having a stroke. Uh, according to this source, it says that this isn't true. A stroke can affect uh, any area of your brain, so it's possible that your sense of smell can be affected, but there's no particular smell that huh. you need to worry about. All right. So maybe some people have reported that, but it may not be the case in all of them. But um, a friend of mine who was a short order cook at a diner had a stroke. He said he smelled toast. Really? No. And eggs and bacon. You know what? Going back to the neck cracking thing. Do you know people who give themselves their own adjustment? Yeah, I crack do. Their neck. Yeah, crack. I mean, like literally take their it. hands, grab uh, underneath their chin, it. and yeah. do this. Yep. I can't stand it when people no. do that. Oof. I mean, I know it. It feels good to them, but it looks and sounds. I'm and like, not can't good. It, I, I, I leave that to professionals. Yeah, I think yeah. it could be dangerous. My mom yeah. has, my dad's been doing it since I was a kid. Yeah. And she always yells at him. She's like, stop doing that. No, do you okay. remove your own hemorrhoids? You know, <laughs> do you, uh, I leave it to people who are better skilled for that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, hey, speaking of skilled people, we will be joined by a bunch of them for an event that is coming up. And that is the wonderful people at the Red Cross. It is time, ladies and gentlemen, to announce a save the date for the Preston and Steve Blood Drive. Yay! Right? And the reason that we do this now is because we're going to give you an opportunity to get out and donate blood before you come to our event and donate blood there as well. But it's going to be... You just have a couple days. Yeah, you only have a couple days. You actually have oh, a couple wait. of hours. It's tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so I wish we could have gotten this sooner, but we're actually moving... The event, and it's because of a scheduling conflict, and uh, we'll, you know, we, we're, we're headed back to this location. We're happy to because we've done it there before. But here's the date. The Presidency Blood Drive is Saturday, June 15th, our new location, heading back to the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks. We had the past couple of years done it at the uh, Valley Forge uh, Casino, but, I mean, it's just a couple of miles down the road from there. Right in the same area, and yeah. at, at the Valley Forge, they were they were livid, but they they had had something actually booked years in advance yep. for the date that we'd selected, and that's yep. the only way it could work out. So, Greater Philadelphia Expo Center at Oaks, active donors, please note the last day that you can donate and still be eligible to donate at our blood drive is Friday, April 19th, and that is tomorrow. Yeah. So, uh, if you if you feel the need to uh, to donate, please do it right away, and that way you can join us again for uh, the American Red Cross Blood Services Region and Preston and Steve's. I believe for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. So last year we were what 14, 18 units away from having the largest blood drive in the country. In the country, yeah, we didn't know this until just a few weeks ago. Yeah, we found out about that. that just uh, pints. We, we had the the Red Cross come by, and we were. We were just pints away from the biggest blood drive in the nation. Had no idea. I knew. I mean, I knew we locally that we had been bigger than any other ones that come along. But the fact that the, we need to make this the biggest one in the nation, we have to. I think so because honestly, look, look, it's all about saving lives. But if we're not number one, it's a complete waste. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, right? Right? What a waste. Gotta... <laughs> no, no. I mean, we're that close. We have to go for it. All right. Now, signing up has not begun yet. We're just giving you the save the date. 
So you can go ahead and donate now, today or tomorrow, yeah, and then join us well, for our event. And we need to sort of hit that as much as we can because we're going to we're going to need again precedence. We said many years, and last year people heated it even more, which is to check the parameters of what makes you eligible to donate. Yep. Now you will show up, and people are going to show up that morning, mm-hmm. and they're going to they're going to have low iron, or they're going to be a, whatever situation. That's fine, we got it. But if ahead of the curve. You can make sure that you have everything, your ducks in the proverbial row, and you can yeah. come in and donate. That's great. And I think there are a couple of things that we've heard that are going to be in place gonna, that are going to expedite that whole procedure even further where you're actually registering ahead of, um, you know, uh, going in and all that stuff. So they're, they're, well, mm-hmm. we'll tell you more about that. But, yep. um, yeah, just, yeah, to once, just be 11 pints off the biggest in the country is crazy. Once we start um, officially having people sign up, we'll reveal those details. Yeah. But thanks for bringing that up, Case, because I think that we really need to drive that home. Let's make this the biggest one. The yeah. biggest in the one in the country. I mean, we already have the largest food drive in the country. Yeah. yeah. Right? Let's do this, too. Let's do this. All right. So, once again, uh, just mark that in your calendar. Saturday, June 15th is when the uh, the blood drive. And this will be our 14th annual. Pretty cool deal. That's freaking awesome. All right, we're going to take a break. Um, just about out of time, but close. Uh, the word for Fund You 2 is radio. You got like two minutes left to enter that in. Uh, and you can do it through the special contest short code 45911. Text it or use the WMMR mobile app or you can go to WMMR.com. But radio is the word. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Make sure that you stay with us. Preston and Steve Show Podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Kathy, people are concerned about you. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're going on hikes, you're getting in nature, you're going to ringing rocks. There are some legitimate concerns on the text messages. No, so here's, here's what happened. We had a different spring break than uh, the kids this year, and so uh. I feel bad bad that uh, Jace is stuck at home for spring break. So I said, we're going to do something every day. He, he can awesome. pick something and we're going to go out. We're going to do something. So he's picking yeah. his locations. Well, no, I mean, I've given oh, him the yeah. options. I've tell you know, I'm telling him about all of it. And we could go to Macy's. We can <laughs> go to Lord and Taylor. Oh, we can go. We were driving home. The <laughs> 3D printer shopping. No, listen, we were driving home the other day and he's like, um, can we, can we stop somewhere? I'm like, well, where do you want to stop? I thought maybe you wanted something to eat. He was like, yeah. Target. And I was like, uh, yes. sure, honey. Oh, oh my God. I love this child. <laughs> I shall call him Jace. <laughs> uh, hey, quickly, I would, uh, I, I'm would. i going to recap. Um, uh, I left the show yesterday uh, a little bit early because I needed to go get a uh, uh, an allergy test. It was done. They call them a challenge. Yes. Uh, so I yeah, went to, to run up Mount Nagori or right. whatever it is. The... <laughs> no, I went to see a gentleman named Dr. Basso at uh, Penn uh, because... Years and years ago, I had uh, taken uh, a leave for what I don't remember what I had a headache or something like that. And I had broken out in hives like an hour or so later. And my doctor at the time said, okay, you know, I I kind of passingly mentioned it to him. He's like, oh, you should have told me. He's like, don't ever take that again. Don't ever take ibuprofen or aspirin again because that means you got an allergy and it could be very, very, very dangerous. Yeah. So I haven't taken that stuff in, you know, 12, 15 years, something like that. And as I am now over 50 years old, you know, I have more joint pains and things like that pop up. I'm like, an anti-inflammatory would, would be, be nice. kind of handy, 
because Tylenol only does so much. So, uh, and I recently found out I'm not allergic to penicillin anymore. Well, maybe the same is for ibuprofen. So, Quite possible. So I set up this test, and it's a five-hour-long thing. That's why I had to leave early because of the way they staff uh, for these events. And It's five hours it, because they monitor you, right? Yeah, yeah. so they, they it starts in the morning. And what they essentially, they give you just a tiny bit. And then they wait an hour. Yeah. They give you a tiny bit more, a little bit bigger dosage, and then they wait another hour. And then they give you a larger dosage, and then they wait for like two and a half hours and check you out and see how you're doing. And then they put a hose in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so I went uh, to do this yesterday, and um, uh, I uh, and I brought plenty of things to keep me occupied. I brought magazines and some movies I downloaded and stuff like that. So it was no problem spending the time there. Um, but I made it to, there was 30 minutes left in the test. I'm already texting Dr. Mike saying, hey, no reaction. You know, this is looking yeah. good. And sure enough, right after I sent that test, splotches and bumps oh. all over my face. Oh, At the my. ass end of the whole At the thing. very oh, end of it. Damn. And, and Dr. Basso comes and he's like, yep, yep, you're still allergic. Oh, son of a bitch. So that's across the board. And it doesn't matter, you know, if it's a leave or, or Advil or any of, I'm, I'm allergic to them. And I can't take them. And I was so bummed out. The upside of the whole thing was at the end of it. So what they do is they put a uh, they put a port um, in your in your vein in case they need to give you some emergency uh, medication to counteract whatever reaction you're having. So we're done, and they're like, "Okay, give them give them Benadryl." So they shoot me with Benadryl straight in the vein. I think I found my drug of choice. (laughs) Well, you know, you know, you know, it's a big fan. uh, That gave me one. Hell of a buzz, yeah. man. Oh, Benadryl? Yeah. That's Cosby's uh, That's right. drug of choice. I, I did not know. And and they go, they say, oh, we're going to have to give you Benadryl. And they go, uh, did you ever ride home? I said, no. I drove here myself. They're like, well, you can't drive. I was like, well, for how long? I said, 24 hours. I was like, seriously? What? I'm like, eh, whatever, man. They give it to me, and I'm like, yeah, I can't drive. There's yeah. no way. I was wasted. I mean, like, Steve, uh, it, it reminded me of uh, if you've ever had nitrous at right. the doctor's office. I, I've never had, was it like propofol-esque? Um, a little yeah, bit, yeah. but you don't go that far okay. out. But, but um, it's like uh, nitrous when you go to the dentist, and, you know, that only lasts for a short amount of time when they take it. That's why they constantly have it on that little nose cap thing running all the time. It dissipates very quickly, but it was like an extended nitrous. Wow. And I was like, whoa, man. I was like... Yeah, I'm, t- I'm talking like this when I was talking to my phone. <laughs> it's all messed up. And so, <laughs> while you're under, you're hearing, it's okay. I'll watch him while you step out. <laughs> right, right. But uh, I was bummed out, uh, so I yes, can't. Yeah, I, there's I'm sorry another, to hear that. There's another medication called Celebrex that I can be tested for that could that can be that has anti-inflammatory properties to it, and I'm going to do another test for that down the road in like a month or so. So anyway, the Celebrex commercial is totally rocking. It's a bunch of 70-year-olds having a chicken dinner outside. What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you always see it on all those any news channel has mm-hmm. commercials for 80-year-olds. Yeah. So is yeah. your stool as soft as it should be? Yeah. <laughs> So anyhow, but but right after that, I got to go have an MRI and I passed out in that because oh, I was so man. hammered well, from the bed. Well, that's good, drive, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> laid, laid down for a half so hour. So you had um, who <laughs> your wife came and got you, and yeah, she I had got, like Parker in the car with her. I or? had to get in touch with her. No, Carter was down at the ball game, sang the national anthem with his uh, uh, group from school. Wow. Oh, nice. 
And uh, so Rochelle came down and picked me up and, and gave me a ride back. And, and she rode, she drove you in this morning, did she not? She did, because my car is still a pen. I have <laughs> oh to go goodness. get it oh, after the show today. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was kind of a pain in the ass. But, you should but get anyhow. her flowers. Uh, what's that? You should get her flowers. You know what? You're right. Actually, you should watch all the kids so she can come with me to Floral and Hardy sure, on Saturday. This? Oh, you're going to Floral and Hardy <laughs> yes, on Saturday? Yes, she texted me. So, oh. uh, there's yeah, they're having an adult Easter egg hunt, um, so I'll be there. But I told her to come, and so she's going to try to sneak away. So I think you should let Ladies her. and gentlemen, we have a celebrity here today, <laughs> Kathy Romano. What oh. time is that going on? Uh, one thirty. Okay, good. That's not drinking time yet. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you'll be fine. <laughs> you know what She'll they say? It's one thirty in the afternoon somewhere <laughs> in the world. Hey, you know what? Like speaking of of not driving when you're intoxicated or high or whatever, that's illegal, um, right? It, it is illegal. Yeah. <laughs> but I had a question about that. I have a friend who w- recently was in a situation where they were playing golf with somebody. Yes, who drank a ton. During uh, the 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 outing, and then he drove home. Yeah, and uh, so he, you know he let him. Like yeah. he, he was in a situation where he's like, I I don't know what to do here. Like I, you know, like this person lives far enough away where he, even if it was a mile away, he was drunk enough that he shouldn't have gotten in the car and driven away. All right, but but he was also like a full blown adult dude was in his like fifties or you know what, and that does not matter. I but think he had, you need to take the keys away. Yeah, but he had said like, you know, it was just like, I'm not, I'm not his, I'm not his dad. I'm they not used, his, they used, you know? used to have commercials. Yeah, uh, and and it was exactly to deal with this sort of thing. With the, with the and the thing was, listen, we love you. Mm-hmm. We understand we might be wrong, but we want to err on the side of caution, and we'll get you all set. We'll we'll work with you. We'll get you to your car. We would want you to do this for us, so we're going to do it for you. And hopefully, if they they understand, and if not, you just shoot them. No, <laughs> right? You know, it's I, funny the, the the drunk mentality. It's so funny because I've been on the the that end of it as well, where it's like, you know, why is it such a big deal to have somebody give you a lift home? You know, what I mean, right? why you you can figure it out tomorrow. It's mm-hmm. going to be cool. Don't worry yeah. about it. But no, I'm I'm doing this. This is me. I'm blah blah blah. You know, and that whole thing. Have you ever made so when you're you know there's the pact you make? I guess now I've never been drunk. I've never you know that's never yeah. been my thing. But I, I know for a fact that there are packs that you make if you're out and, and kids make it with their parents if they're getting you know sloshed or whatever that they there's a designated driver. They make sure there's somebody. You call us. No judgment. We'll come get you. Blah blah blah. Right. As an adult, when you go out with friends, is there any sort of understanding? If you are at a golf outing where you might imbibe or over-imbibe, you know, it, usually was it a, sort of an unspoken understanding with friends, Preston, that you know, w- would you be upset if you were out and say, you know, Will Chapman or one of your, your, your buddies yeah. said, hey, you know, listen, I'm I'm making a call here, you know. No, it wouldn't bother yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think so. Not now. Yeah. Uh, in my 20s, probably. Yeah. yeah for some reason. I, I You know, but that's why I said the mentality is strained. Yeah. We can still call my mom. At any hour. Oh, really? And she'll come get us. That's awesome. Yep. Cool. Mm-hmm. now. <laughs> she, listen, if we were drunk and we needed to go somewhere, she'd be like, I'll be right over. Oh, my God. Probably you should have called, uh, called her. I should have called <laughs> yeah. Kathy's mom? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jerry. <laughs> come here. And come she here. also would have told I, I have some friends, Joe. <laughs> she also would have told you you don't need ibuprofen. <laughs> right, I know. She would have given you apple cider Chimeric vinegar. or whatever yeah. it is. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Here, rub this marshmallow. Yes. Compost on there. Tart but, cherry juice. Apparently, yeah. the people are suggesting. Oh, really? That's a natural alternative, yes. Absolutely. Well, you know okay. what, Steve, sometimes... During I, World I, War II on the battlefield, <laughs> tart cherry juice. <laughs> Wait, that's a... It's a thing. It is a thing. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Corbin! <laughs> we need tart, tart cherry juice! This is sweet cherry juice! <laughs> 
<laughs> I had no idea yeah. that on the battlefield they used that. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> and you shake your hand down into a bowl of tart cherry juice. <laughs> that a minute ago was your best friend's face. All right. Uh, hey, I did have this completely unrelated other thing that I wouldn't mind bringing up. Kathy sent this to me. It's not even really an article or anything like that. <laughs> it's simply just a it's it's a graphic that says you can only pick two smells, and then it's got a list of things that you choose from. Now I don't oh, they, know. They have a mandated list. Uh, yeah, that's, okay. it's a mandated list, and <laughs> and you have to pick two of these smells. And at first, I'm like, oh, this is kind of stupid. And then I looked at all the things on here. I'm like, this is a really hard decision. <laughs> I got. Right. My, I know the two that I would do. Pick. You really? Yeah. Okay. Is that the list there, Kathy? Uh, yes. All right. Four, five, six, seven, eight. There's 16 on here. Okay. All right. So you can only pick two smells. Mm. And let me read these to you, and uh, we'll see what you guys think. All right. Fresh cut grass, mm-hmm. homemade bread, strong coffee, line dried sheets, dark chocolate. Garden dirt. That one's kind of weird. <laughs> Campfire. Brownies baking. Chlorine. Chlorine. I love chlorine. Me too. I do too, Me man. Too. I, love I do it. too. Yep. Baby snuggles. Uh, apple pie. Wait, wait. I'm sorry. Baby snuggles. Like, like an like actual a, baby or uh, the uh, no? I would the dryer imagine sheets. The, the, the the sheets. Nick, can you do a search on uh, baby snuggles to see what product comes up? Snuggles the fabric. Yeah, because, snu- because a snuggle is a that's yeah. a verb, right? Uh, I think so, it's. I think it's actually a baby. Yeah, I think that's yeah. what we're referring oh, to. Oh, okay. Because okay. okay. you know, if you smell the yes. top of a baby's head, yeah. it's mm-hmm. actually. What if you smell the ass though? Well, that's a that's, that's a the whole other, other yeah. game. <laughs> All right, then you have apple pie, banana boat sunscreen. I love it. Really? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> New books, fresh towels. Leather boots, or right before it rains. Also like that. So all of these, these are, are very good. Really good. And you just only there's, two smells you'll ever smell for the rest of your life. There's one missing from here though. What? That I think could be my favorite smell. Cooter. Well, burnt yeah, rubber. I didn't think about that. Burnt rubber. No, not burnt rubber. Uh, is um, bacon cooking in the house? Mm. When when I would wake up on the weekend and mm-hmm. that would be the first thing yeah. mom was cooking breakfast downstairs chicken in the bread pan picking out dough no that was pretty that was a pretty special scent yeah your new breakfast would be ready for you yeah, when you got down there i know like, what you mean yep. so what is that what, what what would you describe as the classic christmas smell like a christmas tree christmas tree yeah yeah yeah. Green, yep. yeah that's also a good one also you know what i love is the easter smell the hyacinth um you know what those are right mm-hmm. the, those, what's that the hyacinth. Are they flowers? Flowers, yeah. yeah okay. They're, they're kind of like like little mini flowers that kind of go up in a cone. Okay. It's, it is the quintessential Easter smell. They come up the same time as daffodils. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're up uh, this time of year. Yep. Uh. This, this is tough. Fresh cut grass, home break bed, homemade bread, strong coffee, line dried sheets, dark chocolate, garden dirt. You're talking two smells only for the rest of your life. Campfire, brownies, baking. Just two of these that would be your favorite. Chlorine. Oh, two, oh just two I guess. Of your favorite. It just says you can only pick two smells. Yeah. Chlorine, baby snuggles, apple pie, banana boat sunscreen, new books, fresh towels, leather boots, and right before it rains. Mm. So, do you want to know my two? Yeah, what yeah. Okay, so I, I did have a hard time between a number of them. So, uh, strong coffee, baby snuggles, the banana boat sunscreen, and right before it rains. But if I had to pick two, I would do strong coffee and baby snuggles. No kidding. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's a nice guy. I, um, Kathy, I'm with you on the strong coffee. That is, that is definitely one that I, um, 
I'm uh, yes, yeah, strong okay. coffee, no doubt. I have a hard time with the other ones, just kind of keying in on one. Okay, Kathy, banana boat sunscreen kind of smells coconutty, right? Uh, yeah, maybe a little bit. It can, yeah. All right. And I don't like coconut, but I do love the, the it, smell of that. Right. I think you know now that we've quantified what uh, baby snuggles is. I think that'd be one of mine. Yeah. Wow, is that, a, that is such a special scent. You, so is it the baby itself or the baby powder and the baby? No, it's the baby. Yeah, it's Oils. The baby. It's, it's like, um... It, well, the newborn baby it, And it was smell. always because you, you hold the baby like this and yeah. their head is right, right here yeah. and you just lean over and just smell and it's just so... <laughs> it's kind of like a lot of smells. You, you, gotta, does, you gotta figure. Does anyone find uh, puppy breath a good smell? Sure. I yeah, think it's a good a little... smell. I but, do. Um, right after they puke? No. No. Maybe before that. No, I kind of like, but the same thing with my kittens. Like, I mean, they're not kittens anymore, but when they were, they kind of, yeah, that, I like, love it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love animal, you know, listen, uh, um, I love how my, my dog's uh, pads smell like uh, corn chips. Corn chips, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, here's the one. Uh, there are a bunch, bunch of people texting him ones that aren't on the list. Uh, honeysuckle. Yes, oh, yeah. that's a, if you drive I'm by. If, if you drive by when those are blooming, oh, it smells so good. My favorite flower smell is jasmine, uh, and I don't know what that is, but like um, what that's it is a favorite about, prostitute yeah. of mine, jasmine. jasmine yeah. She's yeah. a great stripper yeah. as well. It's like right. going. What is it? The, the jasmine the dancers out. Yeah, <laughs> but um, as far as like uh, Preston, you you talked about sort of a memory associated with a smell and and bacon and coffee. I get that, but my mom. Uh, to this day, makes excellent brownies, and so brownies yeah. baking okay. not only is it a pleasant smell in and of itself, but yeah. it, it evokes strong and uh, happy not memories. raising meatballs. Uh, that's a well, wow. shoot, that's man. Nice. Yeah. She puts meatballs in her brownies. She does not. <laughs> no. uh, she puts raisins in her meatballs. But my mom's Italian cooking—that's a pretty great smell as well. Mm-hmm. There is a smell that uh, no, I don't think anybody's ever going to smell ever again, and it's and I loved it. it the was, dodo. No, <laughs> dittos. Dittos. I was close. What are dittos? Ditto papers. Cool. <gasps> Copiers. Ditto papers. Dittos in school. Yes. Remember that? Because there's a scene in, in actually in Fast Times at Richmond High where yep. they pass out the dittos. You know, it's like a drum and you'd make multiple copies with ditto paper. Uh-huh. And, uh, and then so the whole it had, class go. They would get high off it. <sighs> yeah. yeah. You know, it's one smell that I love, um, and I do not smoke pot, but like somebody smoking weed really yes i i like Get yeah here. like not if i'm right next to them you're blowing it in my face yeah. but just off in a distance where you're like oh somebody in the neighborhood smoking <sighs> like that man i like something to say about some good gnarly skunk bud man i'll tell you that <laughs> it's a sweet leaf right yeah yeah all right hang on a second i want to go to someone who has not been able to smell for 10 years what? oh my gosh uh jessica is on the line hi jessica good morning Good morning. So, Jessica, currently you still cannot smell, or can you? I can. I actually had uh, surgery about a year ago, and so so I wasn't able to smell probably about 15 years off and on, um, and then 10 years, just nothing. I couldn't smell anything, and so um, after the surgery, it was... Um, it was like amazing. The first thing I smelled was coffee, and I like burst into tears. It was the no craziest kidding. thing, Jessica. So, just a, a quick thing: it, it was corrective uh, surgery specifically to restore your olfactory senses, or it was. I had uh, nasal polyps. Oh, okay. So I had, all right. Um, surgery where they cleared out all the nasal polyps and kind of cleared out my sinus cavity, and then it took about maybe a week, a month and a half 
And then it took about six months to like really for everything. Although I realize like every, the things that stink now are really strong. But, yeah. <laughs> but you, you, uh, but you don't say, mind, do you? <laughs> oh, no, not at all. But campfire, hands down, there is like is my absolute favorite thing to smell. Like it's just. No kidding. But most of the things, it's all memory related. So mm-hmm. like I'll smell certain foods and it makes me think of like certain times when I was a kid. Well, or, they say like, your your actual, the clearest, most profound a generator of tangible memories is smell without question yeah. yeah without question when when that perfect combination of whatever odors yeah. creates that one that hits it right on the nail yeah vivid mm-hmm. images come in your mind oh, Jessica completely did, completely. did yeah. it affect your taste you know, I, um, for a long time it didn't, but it, towards the end, when part of what made me actually go through with the surgery was that I did. Like, certain things would just take, like, I'd lose notes of it. Like, uh, fresh herbs are much stronger now, so, like, now I can't get enough basil. Oh, basil's um, awesome. Pesto? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and garlic. Oh, my God, garlic smells amazing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what about garlic breath? Garlic breath? Oh, bad breath stinks really bad, but garlic breath, eh, I, I, can, I can go without that. <laughs> Well, that's okay. wild that you, you got a new lease on nose. Yeah, how long ago did your uh, did your uh, sense of smell return? Um, how long ago? It's been about a year. Oh, okay. okay. So you're still in it. You're oh, still... yeah. Like, I'm still going through the seasons. Like, the candy bag. Oh, my God. The candy bag at Halloween was just, like, <laughs> so awesome. Yeah. All those different smells. And it just brought me right back to being a kid. Okay. So there's that, that that dark chocolate smell that people, uh, you know, and yeah. I, 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 I do love that. Everything on this list, I don't Thanks, know. Jessica. To me, I find it hard to... I, I tend to like... I do like the, the smell of fresh cut grass. which is outside, like, on a spring day specifically at the beginning of the season yes yeah i mean like right now you're yeah. starting to get it and then that's when it really smells great when you're cutting the lawn in august it sucks it's yeah. a little more angry yeah yeah because <laughs> uh, you can smell the humidity too yeah uh, um i know you weren't into it preston but the the fresh garden dirt that, that that'll do it for me because i like, like being a mulch like well mulch is, mulch is good but like yeah. working in the garden there's a smell to it and it's a little more subtle than some yeah, of these mulch other smells like poop it Sometimes. can, yeah, uh, but but like, um, yeah, whatever, uh, uh, tank. potting uh, soil and right. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, topsoil uh, can smell nice. A okay. good peat, I like a good peat. A good peat smell. Yeah, man. When we were in uh, Ireland, they used peat they, to they, heat they, homes. They burned peat all over the place, and it did have. This I love that smell. Kind of interesting smell to it. Really? Yeah, yeah, it was really a nice smell. We were in uh, Newcastle West, which yep. is a super quaint little. Irish town, and that was, you could smell that all over the place. Marissa? I think my two favorites are not on this list. Okay. Number one is walking through the city and smelling dryer sheets coming out of dryer vents. Okay. I do like that smell. I just love that. And then second one is fresh lumber. Like if a house is under construction. uh, Yeah, absolutely. What about like uh, somebody's been splitting wood? Like that smell? It's probably the same thing. Okay. Yeah, but like just walking through like Home Depot or like construction sites. Okay. That fresh lumber smell. What about if someone is popping wood? (laughs) Love that one too. <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts on uh, uh, diesel exhaust? Uh, no, but, it, but ah, it made me think of a, that. That triggered a memory for just now. The smell of a two-stroke engine. Yes, I love the smell of yeah. it. Yeah, I because I, 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 well. I had a motorcycle and you had to add the oil and all that uh-huh. stuff. And we also had boats, Steve. You yes. would you remember when you'd have to add the oil to that? We had the Johnson engines yep. and then Evan Rude. And that always that remind I, I think of going to the lake or something like that when I when I smell a two-stroke engine. Uh, on the baking thing, the brownies I, I I can certainly side with Nick on that. Uh, chocolate chip cookies are, are definitely that. Um, I think I'd side with the apple pie personally. Really? Apple pies are wonderful, yeah. though. The ones that just, 
Uh, you know what? Honestly, good burgers being made. Mm. Oh yeah, like a but burger on this on the grill? list. Yeah, yeah. On this list. On this yeah. list specifically, you got to pick two. All right, you're All right. right. Then I, would, right. I would I would mix chlorine with banana boat <laughs> Mix them together. Yeah, make it a stew. Okay. All right. <laughs> I Steve, guess... you should mix uh, chlorine and ammonia. That's I can not... cure cancer. <laughs> yeah. I always thought that when I was a kid. If I mix toothpaste with mouthwash, I bet that'll cure cancer. I'm just going to go with my gut because uh, the, the the more yeah, as you go down the list, you go, ah, well, that one's good too. That one's good. the two that that I that I gravitate to immediately are the baby snuggles and fresh cut grass. I, I think I'd choose those. Okay. You know, then your perfect scenario is a baby mowing the lawn, wouldn't it be? <laughs> <laughs> Get to work. <laughs> but, I mean, those are, yeah, those are the ones that I go. A baby drawn lawnmower. <laughs> immediately associate with yeah! a, with good memory. So pick two quickly, Case. What do you think? I'm Without definitely thinking too hard about it. Strong coffee. Okay. Uh, and, and I love, like, sniffing coffee grounds. I love it. Um, and, uh, God, brownies baking. Okay. And, Kathy, you already chose yours. Yeah, I did the baby snuggles I, and coffee. I'm, it's too hard for me. Nick, what are you picking? The I'm two going uh, brownies and campfire. Okay, campfire's good though, man. Wow. Okay, uh, hang on. I got some calls online. People want to add other things. What? <laughs> Kathy just turned her nose up at the campfire. I was like, Ugh. Ugh. God, outside. Uh, and of course, this leads to bizarre scents, things that would not be on this list for some reason. You really like the smell of. Uh, I'm going to go to some uh, callers. I have Barb on the line. Hey, Barb. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Barb? Well, you're talking about the correlation of when you're younger and the sense of stick with you. I love the salt air, the seashore. Mm. Yes, that's a good one. On- Especially when it first hits you. Yeah, you know when you're yeah. when you're driving it's- there, and all of a sudden you're like, "We're close." Yeah, you know what I mean, it's it's so wonderful. Yeah, yeah driving. I love that. You know, it's similar. Well, for me, is late August when a senior citizen who's lived alone passes away. Shut yes. up. Yeah, and they Stop it. they open the door. God. What is wrong yeah. with you? Oh, smell. But so, grandma, that weird like. So when you're driving, I think we got one. <laughs> yep. When you're driving into like when you get off of the Garden State Parkway and you're you're heading into yes. the, it, it kind of it's oh. a little stinky. I don't smell it at that point. I usually have to get off at one of the exits you're first. Just, like yeah. low, a low tide. That's what I'm saying. Like a, you're talking about like a low tide once you get scenario. Off the, yeah, once you get off the Garden State Parkway and yeah. you're like now heading in, there is a weird... Yeah, there can be a rank smell. And it's not like the but, worst. I don't, no, I don't hate it. But then there is definitely that beach smell that, yes. that hits yeah, you. Yeah, once you get past like the marsh area yeah. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Marsh, uh, so marsh, marsh. When you uh, you mentioned bizarre smells, um, how about that sawdust that people in school, they would lay down on top of uh, uh, if somebody threw up? That sawdust stuff, whatever that was. It was basically, smelled. yeah, it was basically, a lot of it was um, sawdust initially. Our, our janitors used to have sawdust. It smelled good. Really? Yeah. When, when mixed with puke? No, or, oh no, no, my no, God. no, no, You mixed it with Sounds the right cute. amount of puke. God, it was wonderful. And then the taste. Yeah. Mm. Also, and Kathy, you'll never understand this, but urinal cakes smell so good. No, what? Sure won't. Yeah. Urinal cakes? Urinal cakes smell uh, awesome. I've, had, I've, I've smelled some that, that and actually... And then the taste. Oh. Right there, but, oh. Mm. oh, the icing. Somebody texted in, fresh cut vagina. Oh. <laughs> what? Labiaplasty. All right, let me go to Jake. Hi, Jake. Good morning. Jake, you're on the air. The James or Jake? Oh, uh, I don't know. If it's James, it's you. <laughs> What's up, buddy? Hey, I 
does it say to the, when you drive by the diner every morning the fried onions uh, coming out of the plate? Fried onions, like uh, yeah, like break, breakfast food in general, bacon and eggs and 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 toast. You know, it, 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 it elicits memories of uh, major strokes. Yeah, you know? <laughs> when you're at the ballpark and they're, and they're frying, usually they're frying onions and and um, and peppers. Yeah, for the sausage, peppers, and onion, and it smells so good. I like the smell of Jim's steaks. Yeah. Uh, and then when you come out of there, you can just smell me. <laughs> yeah. When well, you get the smell of Jim's steaks, you do smell like that place. Absolutely, it carries, it carries uh-huh. with you. I, if I go to a place, I, I love the smell. I love the smell of uh, you know a breakfast restaurant. But if I leave and yep. I my hair, my clothes smell like that, it makes me sick. Well, pizza, uh, the smell of pizza, freshly mm-hmm. baked. Freshly, you know, out of the oven pizzas. Yeah, that's Wonderful. good. President, I'm so happy you said Jim's because that one in particular is the one place that makes me want to eat meat again. Oh, really? Walking down South Street, okay. I smell. Jim Steaks. Yeah, so they got those big corner. ventilators on the side of the building, and it yeah. pumps all that smell outside. <laughs> Not by accident. There's yeah. a pizza restaurant on 13th and Sansom that does the same thing. Yeah. So when you're, like, drunk walking out of the bar, you just kind of smell the It's perfect. Pizza. It draws mm-hmm. people in. Uh, okay, here's an odd one. Let me go to Eric. Hey, Eric, good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, I used to work for uh, Tower Records a long time ago, and it was uh, the smell of a CD jewel case. It was like a sweet smell to it. <laughs> really? Smell. Like a scent to it. I'm trying to remember I, that smell. I don't know that I recall that or not, no. but I guess you guys would get them in in, in crates, so... Oh, yeah, yeah. So I could see that being, uh, uh, you know, a little overpowering, so uh, so you, you you file that as a as a uh, favorable scent? Yeah, it was, like, it, you know, it was nothing like the scent of a new CD. You know, you unwrap it, and it was just... It was, it was just there, and, you know, yeah. it, it stayed for a while, too. So, okay. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm trying to remember, but, but I, I do remember I used to love, you know, getting uh, uh, Tower Records and coming back with, you know, five yeah. or six CDs was a great experience. Uh, let's try Corey out. He's got one. Hi, Corey. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Corey? Uh, I like the smell of carpets. Carpets? Like new carpet. New carpet, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. When it, it definitely has a strong scent to it when and it's well, brand always, new. I always went into a carpet store when I was young with my parents. I would always just smell the carpets. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's your son doing? <laughs> that worked out. He really likes to sniff carpet. You do me a favor. You keep an eye on that boy. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Leslie's Pool Supplies. I love the smell of that store. Yep. I love it. It's, Would that be chlorine? Yeah. It's kind it's of. the plastic. Um, yeah, it, yeah. There's a it's Velma one. who works behind the counter. It is not Velma. <laughs> uh, it, there's there's that that pool plastic smell that I absolutely adore. Well, on that, then there's there's something to say for the quote unquote new car smell. Love the new car smell, yep. which is pretty great. I have to admit it, and and I don't think they all smell quite the same, but no. there is a something that's similar. Hold on, Chuck just brought something in. Chuck oh, D'Amico. Yeah. He's carrying a shoebox. Hi, everybody. Hi. Dead puppy. So I got brand new. <laughs> What's it? What's Dead it? puppy. Dead puppy. Dead puppy. Everybody, isn't awesome? <laughs> Look, I got it in the box. And I just so keep I got it around. brand new running shoes. Ah. They're actually not quite right for me. I'm going to return yeah. them. But I showed them to my friends, <laughs> and, they and s- everybody immediately just... No, they want to smell here. you. Well, I pass them around. Here you go. Thanks, mm-hmm. Nick. Grab, yeah. Okay, so you know what? A shoe store in general. Yeah, I dig that. Smells nice. I immediately think of... uh, You guys are going to die when I say this. When I smell this, I think of dicks. I do like it. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you do. Now, (laughs) isolate that, please. (laughs) 
Are you lifting up and smelling guns. underneath, or are you... No, uh, yeah, no, no. Oh, I'm sorry, you mean the, the store. Yeah, that's what I meant, Dick. Sporting goods. I was oh. asking if you were lifting up and smelling underneath, but mm. Casey, are you Are you good? I already sniffed them. I was in his <laughs> office. <laughs> Did you sniff them? No. Oh, okay. But I usually um, do. I, I would never sniff so then, somebody else's sneakers. Uh-huh. I didn't sniff your own. If you like the smell of oh. dicks, then... <laughs> Shut up. Um, say sporting goods. <laughs> what about urologist's office? <laughs> Love it there. <laughs> My friend said opening a new Gooder. can of tennis balls. Yes. yes. Yeah. The tennis ball. I love the smell of balls. Yes. Hair, fuzzy balls. I get my you know, dicks. I get all my fuzzy balls and I'm sniffing dicks. Well, I mean, some balls smell better than others. Uh, True. Like a fresh... Uh, football, like a yeah, like a leather <laughs> football. You know what else? Football. I used to let, let's talk about smelling balls. Uh, <laughs> the the red ball from uh, dodgeball. Dodgeball, like a like a, would Spalding made those, didn't they? Oh, I, don't, I don't remember yeah. a name on, but but yes, the, the you're, standard. You're right, Steve. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. that that had a nice uh, scent to it. A basketball smells kind of nice too. Yeah. Um, hang Benoit. on, Benoit baseballs smell good. Benoit balls, balls. smell lovely. They have two different scents. <laughs> Before and after. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, let me hang on. I'm going to go to Chris. Hi, Chris. Good morning. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Yeah, bud. All right. Um, so, ascent. I, uh, it's uh, something that reminds me of my dad. Um, uh, I don't know if you even make this stuff anymore. It's Old Spice aftershave. And, yeah. Any 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 cigar that I smell. My dad passed away when I was ten. Oh, so long. Oh. Chris, yeah, a very nostalgic I, memory for you, Chris. Yeah, I still I every every Sunday when I shave and I just do it on Sunday. I put on Old Spice. They still make it, and I do it because of my dad. It's the same thing. It reminds me of his scent. I shave. And my and dad's I, not gone or anything. Just, I slap on Old Spice. It reminds me of my mom. Oh, isn't that nice? <laughs> when she would shave her face, she'd slap on a little old spice. Yeah, sure, sure, yeah. exactly. All right, thanks. And then we go to Dick's yeah, and smell some balls. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, go Let's go to Dick's and smell <laughs> some balls. <laughs> and there it is. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, What's well, interesting, and you know what, Marissa, will you post this on social media and have you already did you already it? already did, I, yeah. I knew you would. Uh, but only two smells from this particular list. Obviously, we added a bunch of them, but fresh cut grass, homemade homemade bread, strong coffee, line dried sheets, dark chocolate garden dirt, campfire brownies, baking, chlorine baby snuggles, uh, apple pie, banana boat sunscreen, new books, uh, fresh towels, leather boots, right before it rains, and dicks. No, uh, balls. No, wait. No, no, no that's it. That's all, all on the list. So uh, thank you for your calls. We do appreciate it. We got to take a break, though. We're having a guest on a little bit who's going to be appearing at uh, Punchline. Yes. Uh, so we'll get him in here in a moment. And a reminder that we have a little soiree coming up, and it's a week from today. It's a party, and it's a sorority party, and it's ladies only. And this time around, it's called Sisters and Suds. Yes, we're taking our sorority sisters out uh, for some craft beers Yay! at Parks Casino. We're going to be in their beer garden. Retractable roof, really cool place, and it's a pinning party, so we'll have Zeta Ada Pie pins as well. Let's take, can I take 10 callers? Yeah! 215-263-WMMR. You have to be at least 21 years of age, female, and the guests you bring have to be, has to be female, too. It's our sisters, man. It's a yeah! Story. We'll be back in a moment. We'll get uh, Byron Bowers in here with us in just a sec. Stay More of the Preston and Steve Show podcast after this. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Hey, I'm excited for our next guest. Uh, he's playing for the first time in Philadelphia this yeah. weekend, which is really cool. And he's headed to a great place, Punchline Philly. There's a show tonight, two tomorrow, two on Saturday. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a warm welcome to Byron Bowers. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, how y'all doing, gang? Thank Good. y'all for having me. Of course. How you doing, Byron? Man, not bad, man. I just ate some grits. 
You know what? Yeah, Marissa told me. What? It's rare. Yeah, it's grits in this building. Yeah, it manja downstairs. Build, the building ain't, ain't even together. No. I don't, know if they, I don't know if they're putting it together or taking it apart. It, they're, they're refurbing it, but you're right. It's like a weird, there's a big crane outside the window, but who knew we had grits? Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. I, yeah. was, I just threw it out there, and they and it, they delivered. And I was like, wow. <laughs> okay. Say, yeah. Are they any good by your standards, the um, grits? You know what? I, they don't have grits on the West Coast, and I'm from the South. So sometimes you just just give them to me. Well, yeah, from whatever Atlanta. you can get. Yeah, yeah. I grew up. I'm Atlanta. from Athens, and then I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia. I grew up on grits. I I was uh, born in the South. I've moved around a little bit, so we lived in the South for a while. But yeah, man, I, I love was, grits. That was a staple of breakfast. Now I would have them with my mom. Would always put uh, cheese and garlic in them too to give them a little kick. Oh wow! But I but butter and salt and pepper work too. Yeah, so. butter, salt, and pepper. Sometimes Ritz crackers. When I was in preschool, yeah. And then you work your way up to fish. <laughs> fish? And, and shrimp, yeah. Never heard shrimp that. Shrimp and grits, yeah. Fish and grits? You never heard of no, fish? No, never heard, I never heard of I heard of shrimp and grits, yeah. But not fish and grits? No, no, no. no. Yeah, because you can't, well, you know, this is Georgia, you catch the fish. Yeah, yeah. You catch the fish out of the, 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 the lake or the yeah. river. Right. Catfish, brim, crappy. Well, I guess it makes sense. <laughs> oh, you said it. Crappy. That's yeah. how you pronounce it in the South. Yep. What do y'all call it? I, when, when, when I lived in the Midwest, it was called crappie. Uh, but but I, I lived in South Carolina. It was always we're going crappy fishing. Yep, yep. So and they're good eating too. My mother was a Southern cook, so she was you know born you know the, the family came from down south, but we lived in New York, so we were always having like you know uh, 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 dumplings and and uh, you know grits and all that stuff. So I, I grew up on that. And but most people think it's like uh, farina, like it's the consistency of you know like uh, right, like it's that same sort of thing. But it's really good. Why do they not have it in L.A.? I don't know, man. Uh, it's that's not the, that's like the crazy part. You know? Is it is it corn based? Because, yeah. uh, all right, that's, yeah, I it is so. corn based. But I think you know, once you get to L.A., you the food almost matched the the drug. <laughs> Does it? It pairs. So with, yeah, it's like it's what goes good with drugs with marijuana and what go good with <laughs> cocaine. <laughs> you got your let. You got your your, your healthy base meal uh-huh. for flushing the system out. Yeah, right. And then you got the the lady on the street with the bacon wrapped hot dogs when you leave the club. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. So people know what pairs yeah. with the different things. Yeah, I mean, I remember my first Thanksgiving, I was at a table, and these girls was talking about, like, how if you use purple uh, lettuce instead of green lettuce, it, it just gets the stuff out your system a little bit quicker. <laughs> wow. And I never heard anything like that before. And so you, you never see Martha Stewart talk about that stuff, you no. know, about how to, how to how to cleanse your system before, like, a job interview or something. <laughs> but it was a, it's an amazing, uh, you know, what they call it, uh, welcome to the... To the city, like a culture shock. You know? Yeah. Are you are you in That's LA now ask. or or? Yeah, I've been in LA now for ten years. Ten okay. years. Yeah. So so you born in Athens, moved to Atlanta, moved and to, then... raised in Atlanta. Now I'm in Los Angeles. Okay. I'm in the desert. So I'm familiar with you from. Uh, I was telling you off air the uh, the Eric Andre show. Yes. And, and uh, which was uh, I I loved and. Uh, you know, if you've watched that show, I always had a question, like, was there ever any idea that was turned down on that show? They just, you got, always went for it. You got, you got budget problems. With oh, is that it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, we can't, we can't land a helicopter into a building. <laughs> yeah. We could throw you into the building without the helicopter. You, <laughs> you, had to make, you had to make it, you had to adapt. Yeah, you had to adapt. B- and some things we just didn't know. When I did, I just didn't know what I was getting into. Like, we raided a tea party. One time. Wow. Yeah. They gave us these, like, KKK masks, <laughs> and then they threw us in. They were just like, go, go, go now. And we was 
It was like an operation. Yeah, like we yeah, were yeah. cops, and then they called the real cops, <laughs> and then we had to get in the car and leave. Yeah, as the cops were coming, you know. So yeah, it's it's running and running and gunning. It's running and gunning, and it's high stakes while it's going on. Yeah, it's like you don't even have time to think. You ever get your ass kicked doing something or, or come uh, close? No, no, yeah. not me personally, but I'm pretty sure like Eric got close plenty of times. He just he seems basically fearless. Well, I, I mean, yeah, that's his thing. Yeah. Uh, but it's still another part of him that's like a mastermind. Yeah. That's quiet and like coming up with these things. So it's timed. Everything is like timed. I also saw something in your list here, and I have to ask this, is it was ever made. We've had Andy Dick in the sh- on the show a couple of times. There was a show or movie called Everyone Has an Andy Dick Story. That movie was made, and I seen it, and it was funny. And uh are you in it? I I tell a story. Yeah, I'm in it. Yeah, but it's kind of like a, a docu style. Okay. Uh, uh, a movie, and um, I remember I was with my mom, and uh, and we was in the car, and we pulled up to a light, and Andy Dick stumbles across the street as at the intersection. Of course. And I was like, oh snap! <laughs> there go Andy Dick. Yeah. And then my mom was like, you know him? And I was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> Because I didn't even want to explain yeah, exactly. who he was. Right, 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 right. Because we like, have our stories here. He was, you know, he's, he's well, listen, he's, I always thought he was very funny, but he, he smelled and he was. I had to go sweating. home and change my shirt because he put to... his arm around me and his <laughs> armpit laid on my shoulder. Yeah. I smelled Andy Dick for the rest of the day until I could go home and change. Yeah, I mean, that's a good marketing campaign. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I call a good marketing campaign. You don't know if he was pranked or not. That could have been part it of it. It could have been part of it. And there was a story for a while where he was actually living in basically the garage the, the uh shed the shed yeah, yeah it's like almost if he got a uh that's in the movie like i don't Is know it? if he got this shed from home depot or something <laughs> yeah or he was getting a divorce or whatever but he put the shed in the yard and just lived in the shed i, I really want to see this movie now I mean, we're, we have the trailer running in the studio and there's just a ton of comedians and actors who have had uh, it do look like, like jimmy parker over the years, I yeah. saw uh, Dana Gould and Kate Flannery, who's from Philadelphia, and a friend of the show. She's in it, so this looks fascinating. Where where can you find it? Do you know? I don't. That I don't know. Uh, that yeah, that remains the secret. <laughs> and I think right. that's what's important is like to actually go out and find this film. Um, yeah, because look how far back they go. In they it. do like, go back. Man, that guy was insane. Yeah, was he on news radio. For, he was on news radio, yeah. but the first time I saw him was on the Ben Stiller show. Going all the way back, he was uh, he was one of the, the cast members. But I just thought that was wild because we had a whole series of stories and and uh, and and that you appeared in this. So, but you would not cop to it in front of your mother that you no, knew it. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, I didn't. You know what I mean? Because you hear the stories and you know how that it goes deeper and deeper. Like, yeah. I didn't even like like blow my horn or wave or anything. <laughs> I just focused on <laughs> where we were going. Don't you know? come to the car. Don't come yeah, to don't, the car. Don't come to the car at all. You know, you know what? Somebody who, who like yourself, works in, you know, uh, in all these different mediums and, and getting into television and doing comedy and all that stuff, life in L.A., is it just constantly going to auditions and gigs and blah, 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 this and that, bouncing around all over the place? That's the way it kind of seems. Yeah, I think it's like that for a lot of people. My life is a little more chill, a little... The life of like a, a, a suburban housewife. <laughs> You're like a suburban housewife. Yeah, I keep to myself. I walk the dog. I don't do the audition thing because it, yeah. it does something to me. Like it rubs me the wrong way to have to go in a room and like try to prove myself. I believe it. To well, somebody. Let, let me ask you because I went on your 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 site and you have a, a whole bunch of your um your your photos. You know your your headshots for dramatic acting. Yeah, and yours actually look good. But I. 
anytime we're called on to take pictures, promotional pictures for the show, we freaking hate it. Or at least we, you know, yeah. we press it in particular because we don't look good and nothing, no shots. It's never flattering. But, I mean, is that part of the process you don't like, the headshots? Yeah, and- like, if you notice, like, now, like, I'm I'm, I'm I'm a more fully developed artist. Yeah. So that is my comedy headshot. I'm not smiling on it. Oh, because, okay. yeah, that's, like, how I am. I'm not going to, like, <laughs> smile. Like, so <laughs> yeah. a lot of people have this thing of when they take pictures, like, please like me. Yeah. But, no, I'm an adult. I, I don't really care if you like <laughs> me or not. You know what I mean? But you have a couple of shots. You gave a shot where you're, like, kind of, like, a, like there's, there's a couple of different positions and stuff. Yeah. And now... Are you cool when that's happening, or is the photographer suggesting? Because it's it's such no, a weird it's just, process. Yeah, no, I just really just move around and whatever they get, All right. I find the magic in that. But I keep it as natural as possible. Yeah, going back to the audition thing, I, you know, I've, I do or in the past had done voiceover work, and I would go to a casting agency, and every once in a while they'd ask me to come in and and audition for an on camera commercial thing, which I didn't want to do. I yeah. just did it anyway because I wanted to keep them calling me back for for voice roles. And on those few occasions uh, to to audition in front of a panel, I felt it was like a piece of meat or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yep. and it was just like a, I wasn't confident in what I was doing, and then B having to stand in front of people who are giving you next to nothing as far as what they want, and exactly. you're just supposed to react to whatever is in your mind. I can understand why you'd be like, I don't want to do this. It's anymore, like a bad huh? Tinder date. You giving it your all, and <laughs> yeah. they just answer questions like, "Yep." <laughs> Yo, talking about like, man, how's your day today? It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so what? What do you got planned for this evening? <laughs> Nothing. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, nice meeting you. All right. And I'm leaving. Swipe left. Yeah. yeah. And then now you got to go to your car and just wonder <laughs> the the decisions you made in life. To even get you here. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I got to alleviate that. Because yeah. that's what makes artists do crazy stuff later on. Yeah. The ones who don't uh, have no success, they do that for 10, 20 years. Yep. And I'm like, I'm tired of all the YouTube uh, short, or you, you got an accent, or you too dark for this role. So I'm like, man, I got to create the thing myself and yeah. continue to be like funny and find my lane and then everything. It makes you a writer. It makes you a creator of the content. Yeah, and yeah. if you like really like block out the rest of that stuff, your peace of mind and your life fulfillment, which is important to me, happens. Well, you look at, like, I know you, you toured with Chappelle, uh, you know, and... and... I mean, there's a guy like I, I watching him in uh, uh, Star is Born. Mm. You know, he's really good. Yeah. I mean, you know, so he's he's got so much going on. Did, did you glean anything from him? Did he give you any advice? I mean, you you were, you know, a working comedian at the time. But. Yeah, I mean, just watching somebody like that as uh, your senior or OG, what we call it, is fascinating. Yeah. Uh, for both of us to go and experience a day. Uh, in Alaska, and then we both talk about it on stage. Yeah. And the three minutes I had, he had like 15. Wow. You know, and just showing you there's a different type of skill level, skill level to the to the, uh, to the the game. And then uh, the amount of people that came out and said, we was in the ice hockey rink. <laughs> Were you? Yeah, it was cold. It was in, uh, like, <laughs> Where I was think this? Anchorage. Really? Yeah. And um, it was cold, man. And, mm-hmm. and, like, he came and delivered, you know. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's a lot to learn sometimes just by watching. And but somebody. but being smart to notice or to know on, from your position to say I'm going to take this lesson and 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 help it make me better because you see him and there's a few we had Brian Regan on yesterday and these are guys that just 
they just hit that sweet yeah. spot. They get the material and they, and they get it so it makes sense and they do it with an economy, a language. Yeah. Chappelle, you just think like, and I, your stuff is great as well, you know, where, where it's just like, it's just coming. It's just, you know. Yeah, I think the most important thing, if I had to give your audience or the people something that I learned was you cannot beat a seasoned person, right. a master at their craft. Yeah. Like if I wrote 10 hours a day, I still wouldn't be as good as him because of the time that he puts into the game. He's right. a hyper-intelligent person also. And the same with Brian Regan and these guys. They went through every stage that they need to be- to become the butterfly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes yeah. now, you know, as younger performers, we try to become the butterfly <laughs> without going through the pain mm-hmm. of learning even how to build a cocoon. So is the knowledge is out. the knowledge that you should have is don't try to force it, let it come naturally. Let it come. Yeah. It's going to come if you're with it, you know what I mean? Right, so, right. I, I, real quick, how old are you by the way? Uh, uh, 18 to 25. <laughs> 18 to 25. So, all right, so you're in that demographic. And then at what point, you, you said you've been in L.A. for 10 years? 10 years, yeah. All right, and so what brought you out there? Was it comedy or was it acting or? Comedy. Uh, straight up Com- comedy. I was I was doing the clubs in Atlanta, and I reached a, uh, that, that ceiling. Mm-hmm. And they was like, oh, you got to, uh, all the features come from, I was hosting. And they was like, all the features come from L.A. or New York. Yeah. And why'd you go Wait. L.A. and not New York? I, I visited both places, and I, in New York, I saw an old lady walk down the street, and she she was struggling. And I like to see the city like kicked her ass. Yeah. yeah. And then I went to L.A. and I seen a homeless dude laying on the street. <laughs> he had the most beautiful red hair. <laughs> the, way the sun hit it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, this the worst it can get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I should be here. That's yeah. yes. No, it's true. Even even the homeless people are tan and and have yeah. beautiful. It's just it's it's, yeah. it's look. A I slept in my car a while and. And I was like a block from where I seen that homeless man. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so when you were doing that, so how how were you taking care of um, like you showering and all that sort of stuff? Did I you- had a I had a friend, a female friend uh, who was also a comic, who me and uh, a few other, you know, my other homeboy, we were cool, so we would just go to her. Her place and shower. Okay. Yeah. Wasn't we sure both if it was like a place. if you belong to a gym or something like that. Oh I've... no, some people do gyms. Some yeah. people like stay on oh. Venice near the ocean. That's yeah, commitment, yeah. though. I mean, that is absolute commitment yeah. to. You were talking about your life fulfillment. So. Well, yeah, that and I, I mean, it's part. It was part of my journey because I had to during that time. I had I had to learn something. Once I learned it, I was out. All right, what's more comfortable to sleep in, the back seat or the front seat? I had a prelude, uh, so the front seat. <laughs> okay. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. You can't sleep in the back seat of a prelude. <laughs> it's it's wild what you will do when you want when you're going for something. Yep. You know, and that's uh, we were talking. So Preston watched the movie, uh, the the Dirt, about Motley Crue, the early days of the band. It's on Netflix. Yeah. I mean, there's you know yeah, a couple of those guys are living on the street for a little while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you if and and a lot of times that's. That hat not, and we've talked about this countless times on the show about the not having a safety net. I've got to do this. Yeah, yeah I, I have uh, to make this work. I looked at like myself, like my my instinct told me to to do this comedy thing. Yeah, it, it was like it was gut. You could call it the universe, God. Yeah, like it would take you to the promised land. So I'm on the I'm on that journey, and I've learned a lot about man about self right you know what i mean and, and about uh like having the faith and stepping out just through doing this it's a good lesson to learn is anybody on this journey with you are you uh single or are you in a relationship i'm in married? a relationship now you okay. know what i mean i got i have a girlfriend i'm actually gonna see her when i leave here 
Really? Yeah. I'm a well, girl leave Philly or leave the studio? Leave Philly. Okay. Philly. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you ever take She's your girlfriend out on tour? She's Tel Aviv? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Is it Gal Gadot? <laughs> no. No? Okay. God damn, that'd be awesome. That'd be pretty great. <laughs> yeah, I know. It would be crazy. Mm-hmm. Did you go to the Maldives with your girlfriend? Yep. I was looking at your Instagram stories. Uh, the Maldives, for people who don't know, is in the middle of the Indian Ocean. It's halfway around the world or really like most of the way around the world. And it was a 24-hour flight getting there? Yeah, 24 hours. You got a, you got a regular plane. You got a pro- propeller plane. And then you got a boat ride. Dude. And I'm like, y'all moving us like kilos. <laughs> <laughs> Did you stay so, out in the middle of the water in like a bungalow? Man, I had the bungalow in the water. You know wow. what I mean? Oh. Shout out to my girl, Alma Harrell. That was my birthday gift. You know? well, what, is, what does she do for a living? She's a director. She did, oh man! Yeah, so I, my life is different. I don't live a comedian's life, kind of. You know. Yeah. Look at you. So uh, that's pretty. That's pretty awesome. I mean, it's interesting. You know, it's interesting. Do you yeah. miss the front seat of your prelude at all? <laughs> no, we're, no. In we're in a different situation now. We're in a different situation. So you've you've done a few movies, and and uh, did you you did a film with Shia LaBeouf? Yep, I did a film with Shia. Uh, my girl directed it. Uh, Lucas Hedges is in it. Noah Jupe and. We took it to Sundance and it sold uh, to Amazon. And it's going to have a theatrical release towards the end of the year. It's not Peter Butter Falcon, is it? No, it's uh, uh, Honey Boy. Okay. He's in another one that we've talked about not that long ago called Peanut Butter Falcon. We think he is a really great actor. Um, Now, also, like we see some of the crazy things, you know, that the media is going to show us. Do you have any insight as to what, who he's like? You know what I mean? Is he a good dude? Is he a little crazy? Is well, that what I makes put him it so like good? this. The, the film is about, is, is a slightly story about him and his father's relationship. Really? And his dad was a, a addict, an alcohol and heroin addict. In the movie or Shia's own the, father? His, both. Yeah, oh, but okay. But his dad had to look after him while he was a child actor. Okay. So that explains, you know, some of the, it's going to explain a little bit of like the P.S. I mean, with a PTSD that mm-hmm. he has. All right, all um, right. So the 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 stuff that you see is a result of some of those, okay. uh, those things. You know, who do you, who that's do you the only way I can explain it in actor terms. What's your character in in the movie? Uh, I play I play uh, Young Shia's. Uh, Roommate in rehab. I thought you were going to say Young Shia. And I go, how did they pull that one? Oh, off? man. <laughs> man, that's talent. If I can play Young Shia as an actor. Woo. Oh, my God. My was... Hebrew isn't that good. You know? yeah. it, was, it was seamless. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I play his roommate in rehab. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And there was a horror movie that I never heard of called Kuso. Kuso. Yeah, and, and I was reading some wild things about it. It's like a collection of stories. It's like a collection of stories, but it's, it's like on that horror gore. That's that's flying lotus mindset. So if you take Eric, what you see with Eric Andre, yeah, and then have a bad LSD trip, yeah, that will be like flying lotuses. Really, film. You know what I mean? Oh, all right. I'll have to look for that. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was looking at some of the the, the pictures and, and the, the captures of it. I'm like, this looks pretty wild. Yeah, it's wild, man. It's like, I mean, it's it's feces and all types. <laughs> you, know you had me at feces. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's um, so, Byron, you've, you haven't played Philly before. You ever visited the city at all before? No, this is my first time. Is there anything you got on your list that you want to do while you're here? Or, well, do you have, or is your time all taken up? My time is not taken up yet. Okay. So I'm saying I should at least go go up the steps that Rocky went up. Yeah. It's a standard. Uh, I definitely did the Philly cheesesteak thing. Oh, you did already? Yeah, and I'm still taking, like, recommendations from good places. <laughs> but that's the first thing I did when I landed. Like, you get a cheesesteak? Yeah, I walked to, the like, the closest place. It was there you a, go. 
a gems and a Iska Bibbles or something like that. Iska Bibbles, yeah, 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 yeah. And then I had to choose. I'm in the middle of the intersection. And cars are like, hey, get out of the street. And I'm on my phone just reading articles. Yeah. But I ain't no going to Iska Bibbles first. Because Jim Lyle was long. Yeah, yeah well, you gotta find there's it, a reason yeah. there. It's yeah. really good. So yeah. I, I prefer gyms, but, you know, there's there's a few places we can bring you up to speed on if you need to know. Okay, yeah, and I was, like, just walking. I'm like, man, this car, this place isn't, like, there's a lot of cobblestone streets in the area, man. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this isn't ram-friendly. <laughs> Rambling no. cars, yeah. <laughs> and every car had, like, a, a, a ticket on it as if it was a flyer to a show. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. It's like hey, the courts are like, come, come to court next Tuesday. Well, they used to have a show here, a reality show here called, was it Parking Wars? Yeah. Where yeah. They, and it was about the parking authority, about, I mean, they're, you know, they're towing people's asses right and left. Man. Yeah, I mean, it's it's... It's gotten a little bit better now that they've gotten this. They we have an app on your phone, and when you go in a park, you can just you know instead of popping quarters in, it makes it a little bit easier. But uh, yeah, for a while it was it was a freaking nightmare. Yeah, I'm like these tickets must be cheap here because <laughs> L. A. It's a hundred dollars a. Is it starting at a hundred? Yeah. Wow. So a lot of a lot of times people just get the ticket instead of getting going into a parking lot. Yeah. Yeah, just pay for your parking ticket yeah. instead of a, getting, oh, a, getting a spot. Oh, okay, that makes sense. No, you yeah. can't do that. In LA. Not for a hundred bucks. No. <laughs> yeah, no. My car was on the truck one time. It cost three hundred dollars just for him to be like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. So, yep. and I was like, man, it's a lot of like red brick here. Like whoever sold red bricks back in the day, was the man <laughs> made a mint. Yeah, There's a lot of like those red, those yeah. like. Old school red are bricks. You, are you a history dude at all? I mean, because this is every, everything that you find here is whatever it is. It's usually the first in the yeah. country. So. You can feel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can feel. I'm like, man, I should have on like some black shoes with the gold buckle on the front, <laughs> <laughs> and like long socks. Fit right at home. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you could, you could feel the history of this. I'm not a buff, but I know a little bit about it. Yeah. Or enough about it. Yeah. Yeah. There's plenty to there's plenty to take a look at. So you know, we hope we'll we'll get a good uh, taste of the city while you're here. Yeah, I'm gonna walk around and come check some stuff out. All right, uh, Byron. By the way, is going to be performing at uh, Punchline. There's one show at eight o'clock tonight, and then tomorrow, uh, seven thirty, and two shows on Saturday, seven thirty and nine forty five. So. Make sure you go check them out. So thanks for stopping by. That's right, man. Come out. Have an experience. It's going to be great. Experience what I'm bringing to you. Tickets available at punchlinephilly.com. Byron Bowers. Thank Thank you. Appreciate it. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Kathy Romano hosts the 12th annual Kathy's Cuts, benefiting wigs for kids Friday, May 3rd at True Beauty Concepts in Southampton, PA. Hey everyone, get your ponytails ready for the chopping block. We're asking you to cut your hair for a great cause, Wigs for Kids. Their mission, helping children look themselves and live their lives. You'll need at least 12 inches of hair to donate and with what's left, the skilled stylist from three amazing hair salons, Gravity, David Arnold, and Tierre will cut and style your new do. Go to PrestonandSteve.com for guidelines and to make a donation appointment. Kathy's Cuts, benefiting wigs for kids. Refreshments provided by Metro Beverage Philadelphia and Panera Bread. 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Kathy, you wanted to uh, give some service to the uh, Wigs for Kids event coming up, the yeah. uh, Kathy's Cuts. Kathy's Cuts, benefiting Wigs for Kids, is taking place on May 3rd at True Beauty Concepts in Southampton. Uh, we only have... I think 20 spots that are left open and they're the yeah. earlier appointments. So 6.30, 7.30, I think there's one left for 8.30, uh, but 9.30 and 10.30 all sold out. So if you did want to get in on this, I'm still getting a lot of emails, <clears throat> uh, people asking for details. Everything's up on PrestonandSteve.com. Uh, we'll be at True Beauty Concepts on May 
23rd with a number of hair salons that are uh, taking part. Gravity, David Arnold, and Tierra Hair Salon, they'll be out there. Uh, and all these, they're skilled stylists, so you're going to get a new haircut. Uh, we'll have a goodie bag from True, True Beauty. There'll be breakfast from Panera and Metro Beverage. Uh, and then all of the, the ponytails, we'll cut them. We'll, we'll ship them off to Wigs for Kids, and uh, you'll make a donation that way. That's cool. awesome. Hey, and a reminder, too, we made a, just to save the date, we're not getting people signed up for this, but just make note of this, that our uh, next uh, presidency blood drive is going to be Saturday, June 15th. That means if you want to donate before, you need to either do it today or tomorrow. That's the deadline. So sorry we're so last minute on this, but we had some scheduling things we had to work out. Uh, so once again, Saturday, June 15th, the presidency blood drive. Just make note of that, and then we'll give you details down the road on how you sign up and what you need to do. And we want to make this the biggest one in the country because we almost did last year. I think what we were 11, 12 pints shy of the biggest one in the country. It was it was pretty damn close, yeah. That's pretty freaking crazy. All right, let's do the Bizarre Five. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Five. Brought to you this morning by uh, Drexel's Lebeau Online MBA. Visit drexel.edu slash online MBA. Uh, in Ohio, listen to this, man. A video from a gathering at Impact City Church is drawing criticism. The video posted on social media shows youth spitting on, hitting, and using a knife to cut associate pastor Judeus Dempsey. Hmm. And an apology video posted to the church's Facebook page, lead pastor Justin Ross said that this happened at one of the church's after-school hangouts on Monday. Students have a chance to hang out with their friends and get some food. And beat up the pastors? Well, as part of the hangout, Ross said they take five minutes in uh, to share the message of the gospel. Dempsey was sharing a message about Easter and the crucifixion of Jesus. Dempsey invited students to spit in his face with no backlash. Huh. And several students took part. Yeah. Dempsey then invited students to slap him, which some did. Then he invited students to cut him with no punishment for any of it. And the reasoning was? One of the students used a steak knife provided by the associate pastor to cut Dempsey on his back. And one parent whose son is in the video said uh, she got a call from a friend warning her saying the guy who is in the video turns around and grabs the knife and then he hands it right to my son, Mandy said. She and her husband, Josh, rushed to the church. They picked up their son. Uh, she said he was upset. He thought he was in trouble when I explained to him that he is not upset. I'm not upset with you. I just want you to know that the things that happen here are not okay. Now, who uh, wants so, to shoot me? <laughs> yeah, so here's here's what uh, Ross had to say. He's, yeah, please. He's, he's the lead uh, pastor. He said, uh, we exist to create an environment that is safe and predictable for students to come connect with their friends and grow closer to God. Today, we failed at creating that safe, <laughs> predictable environment. This was a bad call. And we want to do better. Ross said in the apology video, the reactions by people who are disgusted, hurt, or confused by what happened are appropriate. Uh, Dempsey said that this was all his idea and no one else knew what he had planned. Dude, you are so proactive and we really support that, but this was a bad call. Uh, Ross said Dempsey used the illustration to share a message of Jesus' love and to share in some of the pain that Jesus went through. All right, this line over here is for those who want to piss on me. This line's (laughs) kicking me in the balls. Yeah. Still working on the poop on me line. Yep, yep. So, uh... Yeah, that's a bit much. To, to me, in my mind, there's a little bit of a fetishism in this. Oh, Maybe. I don't know. 
Maybe. Well... All right, let's move on. A woman who wanted chocolate ice cream had a meltdown after employees at a St. Louis restaurant told her they only had vanilla last month. So, vanilla? Well, she spit on the workers and took out a baseball bat and smashed all the windows. Oh, my God. I kid you not. Wow. Uh, she was at uh, rallies after she was told they had run out of chocolate. She broke out the windows of the restaurant. It was about 2.25 in the morning, so I'm guessing maybe there might have been some booze involved maybe. in this. Yeah. Uh, she apparently got in a vehicle and left. Authorities are still looking for her. They have no idea who she was, <laughs> why she freaked out so bad. I was in the like rural parts of Texas, and I went into a place. I think I mentioned this story on the air oh, one yeah. time, and I asked, can I have chocolate? I, we don't have chocolate. <laughs> oh, we got vanilla. Well, uh, have you heard out there? They, they got a thing called chocolate. Yeah. One flavor. Well, these guys ran out. <laughs> Authorities arrested a woman accused of using her ex-boyfriend's prosthetic leg to beat him after a breakup. <laughs> so he got to kick his own ass, basically. Yeah, Michelle Jackson was taken into custody Wednesday morning and booked with aggravated battery. She's accused of attacking her former boyfriend, a 59-year-old man, with whom she had had an on-and-off relationship for about six years. Well, the couple went to Jackson's home. The pair began drinking gin. And at some point, the man told Jackson he wanted to end their relationship and date another woman. The man told investigators he went to sleep. What did you say? Uninjured in a bedroom of Jackson's home at about 11 p.m. But when the man was roused around 1 a.m. by one of Jackson's frantic relatives, he had a large gash on his head and was covered in blood. The man also had a swollen finger on his right hand. I don't know what she did to the finger. Uh, Jackson later admitted to the relative that she, quote, flipped and took her her former, former boyfriend's prosthetic leg and beat him with it. Uh, what a life. What a freaking life. <laughs> Jackson also told the relative... I want to date around. ...that she stabbed the man, though he did not have any stab wounds. Uh, Jackson left the residence before deputies arrived and thought uh, that she had killed her ex, according to telephone calls that she made to her relative. You listen to me. I'm the best you're ever going to get. And a friend. <laughs> All right, uh, you just know what's going on. He probably at what some time during the night woke up a little bit and saw the red glow of her cigarette, and then went back to sleep. <laughs> yep, and then you know she beat him with his own leg. All right, we end, we started with a uh, with a, with a church story. We'll end with one, please. Detroit area Roman Catholics have one more dining option during Lent uh, than most of their followers of the faith. The culinary appeal of that item, however, is up for debate. A long-standing permission allows Catholics in Detroit. To eat muskrat on muskrat. days, yes, on days of abstinence, including Fridays of Lent. Wow! According to the Archdiocese, the custom dates to the region's missionary history in the 1700s and is especially prevalent in communities along the Detroit River. Do we have muskrat love in the? Uh... I don't know. Missionary yeah. priests realized that food was especially scarce in the region by the time Lent came around, and did not want to burden Catholics unreasonably mm-hmm. by denying them one of the few readily available sources of nutrition. However, unappetizing to folks it might be. Uh, Is that a a classic biblical meal, muskrat? I don't know. I don't think so. I think it was just in this area. Uh, The Reverend uh, Tim LeBeau grew up in the area of Michigan where the practice has long been a tradition. Recall sitting down for muskrat dinners with his grandfather. He said, I don't know if I enjoy uh, more eating the muskrat or watching people try for the first time because it doesn't look in any way appetizing. No precedence. Loaves of bread, fishes, and (laughs) muskrat. LeBeau said uh, some people describe it as tasting like duck, but he disagrees. He said, I think muskrat tastes like muskrat, and I don't think I can compare it to anything else. Uh, LeBeau said he enjoys the taste of the furry rodent despite its appearance. 
There's actually, there was a, a place in New Jersey that specializes. Delaware. Is it Delaware? Yeah, because I'm looking at this thing in our uh, little audio system here. It says Muskrat Rel- uh, Restaurant in Delaware. Yeah, I remember I talked about that. And they, do they make them with their heads still on and their yeah. teeth sticking out and everything. Mm. They're really nasty looking. So. I don't want to eat, God damn it. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the Bizarre File for you. Let's take a break. Let's come back in a moment. And uh, you know what? Let me give away some passes for our sorority party. I'll give away three of them right now if you're at least 21 years of age. If you're available to join us a week from tonight at Parks Casino, we're headed to the Beer Garden. It's Sisters and Suds. we got all kinds of stuff, including crafts and pins. Let's have uh, three ladies calling out, 215-263-WMMR. You and a guest, female only, will be able to join us, and we'll be right back. More of the Preston and Steve Show podcast after this. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Today's lesson question, if you answer it correctly, we'll get you a pair of tickets to join Casey and Nick in a suite for the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series race, Dover International Speedway, and that's on May 5th. Question I have for you this morning. What natural remedy works well on the battlefield? (laughs) 215-263-WMMR. Had to been listening closely to get this one. What natural remedy works well on the battlefield? If you were listening, you think you know that answer, you should call him right now because you just might win. 215-263-WMMR. While you are calling in, we shall do this. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville. By the way, join Casey Boy and the MM Army this Saturday at French Creek Outfitters for the Fishing Virgins event. Ooh. Yeah, it's from noon to two. You can win prizes like a fishing rod, fishing licenses, concert tickets, and more. So swing by there. Saturday, French Creek Outfitters, and you can go to WMMR events page for details. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Dina Lowen is now back with the online boyfriend, uh, Jesse Nadler, a man she has actually never met in person. Lowen says the key to the success of their relationship has been making sure to not make time for each other. Robert Kraft's Robert Kraft's legal team is going a temporary victory, keeping footage of the naked Kraft getting a handy at a Florida day spa from being released to the media. The judge overseeing the case issued a statement dismissing the footage, saying, "Quote: Have you ever seen pasta being made? Same thing." <laughs> and finally, Black China's landlord suing her for skipping out on her lease five months early and not paying a dime. Black China reportedly told the court that her job makes it necessary for her to travel. But at, but when asked what her job is, she told the court, "quote I don't know." Yeah. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trash. All righty, to the phones we go. Let's see if we can answer this. What natural remedy works well on the battlefield? And if you were listening, you might know the answer. I am going to go to Ethan for that. Ethan, are you there? Yep. All right, Ethan, tell me what natural remedy works well on the battlefield. Tart cherry juice. Yes. <laughs> Tart cherry juice is correct. So, Ethan, hang on. And we're going to give you a pair of tickets. Join Casey and Nick in the suite for the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series race at Dover International Speedway, May 5th. Uh, celebrate Dover International Speedway's fifth anniversary, 50th anniversary uh, during race wow. weekend, uh, May 3rd through the 5th. And for information tickets, visit DoverSpeedway.com. And, Casey, I got an email from a friend of ours over at Autism Speaks yes. that I believe on the 4th, you can go walk the track. Wow. Yeah, yeah it's pretty neat. And yeah. uh, a lot of people come out for this, and um, there's a driver. You know what? I've got the information. I think Clint Bauer was the driver. Is that who it is? Clint Howard. No, no. not Clint Howard. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, we got this from uh, Joe Principal over at... Um, Principe. I'm sorry, Principe. 
uh, over at uh, Autism Delaware. And yes, it's Clint Bauer will be there walking the track as well, doing selfies and signing stuff and stuff and things like that. That's a cool track to walk. You have to register for the walk and you get a free T-shirt as well. So it's a pretty cool thing, man. And that's around. There's a big golf outing and all kinds of things that happen around this uh, autism sport event that they have uh, at uh, Dover. So we're happy to uh, help out in that. No question. All right. We're going to do music news. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you by A.D. Moyer. A.D. Moyer Lumber is celebrating 80 years of supplying quality building materials and service. Four generations, one family, one commitment. Learn more at ADMoyer.com. Well, Dave Grohl and his mother, Virginia Hanlon Grohl, are going to give a talk together at the 2019 edition of Canadian Music Week. Uh, the Northern Nation's biggest music conference and festival that's going to take place in Toronto next month. Uh, the 37th annual event takes place from uh, May 6th to the 12th at various venues around the city. The Grohl's discussion will be held on May 10th as part of the conference's keynote speakers lineup, where mother and son will talk about the inspiration behind her book, From Cradle to Stage, uh, her delightful meetings with music moms, and what to do when your child is a talented, charismatic prodigy. Uh, Q&A is going to follow afterwards, so that should be fun. Uh, Hollywood Vampires, the super group, with Aerosmith's Joe Perry, Alice Cooper, and actor Johnny Depp, has just released a lyric video for Who's Laughing Now, the lead single from the second album from these guys called Rise, which is due out on June 21st. Uh, Rolling Stone reported, in addition to 13 original cuts, Depp fronts their rendition of David Bowie's Heroes. Perry sings Johnny Thunders. You can't put your arms around a memory. And they also cover Jim Carroll Band's People Who Died. Uh, the set also includes uh, guest Jeff Beck and John Waters. John Waters? Yeah. People uh, who did, did, did. People the, who did. These are people who died? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> these are people who did. Uh, and they will, Jeff Beck and John Waters will be on the track called Welcome to Bushwhackers. Uh, Rise was produced by Alice Cooper's collaborator and bandmate Tommy Henriksen. So, yeah, that continues on. Led Zeppelin has uploaded the first episode of the ongoing YouTube series titled Led Zeppelin History. Uh, the first offering doesn't amount to much, featuring unsynced concert footage with quotes from the band appearing across the screen over the commercial audio of Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You. On the band's official YouTube page, the description for the clip reads, This is the episode one uh, of Led Zeppelin history, the first in a series of short stories celebrating what happened 50 years ago when they entered Olympic Studios to record the debut album. At the end of every episode? That's awesome. Yeah, it's fitting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bruce Springsteen will appear on May 5th at L.A.'s Raleigh Studios to kick off Netflix's uh, FYCM, uh, no, FYC Emmy campaign. If I see him, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to kick his ass. Uh, Variety reports the boss will be on hand to take part in a chat revolved around his Netflix exclusive Springsteen on Broadway with other events running through June 9th, including Martin Scorsese talking about his upcoming film, The Irishman, and Oprah Winfrey and Ava DuVernay discussing their upcoming limited event series, When They See Us, which is based on New York City's infamous Central Park Five case. And then one last story. Brian May was on hand uh, Tuesday in Montrose, Switzerland to unveil a new bust of Freddie Mercury 
outside the city's Queen Studio Experience Exhibition. Hmm. Uh, the exhibition is housed in Mountain Studios, which Queen owned between 1979 and 1993. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. And where the band recorded all or part of their classic albums, Jazz, Hot Space, Kind of Magic, The Miracle, Innuendo, and Made in Heaven. So they revealed this bust of them that's going to remain. Okay, we're looking at it. Um, Yeah. eh. You know, those sculpture things are... They're a tough call. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Maybe it's a bad angle because the top lip looks a little funky. Yeah. yeah. Who does that really look like? Some kind of astronaut. Yeah. Some kind of half-assed astronaut. (laughs) (laughs) With bad teeth? Yeah. I guess you'd have to, to get an idea of this, I'd, I'd have to see a profile. Yeah, and, and that that's gonna let you know if they got the Freddie Mercury teeth and everything in there or not. But uh, but anyhow, it's in honor of uh, of yeah. the great Freddie Mercury, so that's cool. And there you go. That's what I have for you, in music news. We're gonna take another break. Did you put this here for a reason? Mm-hmm. I have beer to give away. Ooh! Ooh! I'll take caller number nine at two one five two six three WMMR and give you a case of Yards Pink, which is now available year round. Pink is, it was originally just a, a limited. Div- offer, but now they got it year-round. Pink is uh, sparkling, refreshing, dry and tart berry ale brewed with cherries and raspberries. So Sounds wonderful. Yeah, 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 tart cherries. Tart, yep. It's going to cure you on the battlefield. Yeah. Uh, we'll take the night Get caller. me some beer. 215-263-WMMR. Find Yards Pink at Cinder Bar in Clarsboro, New Jersey. That's my place. Call right now. We'll be back in a moment. What's new? Glad you asked. Rival Sons. Godsmack. The Revivalists. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. I was just handed this. I get these little info sheets about uh, things that are coming up to mention on WMMR.com and PrestonSteve.com. And I have a picture of... Uh, Sylvester Stallone dressed up to look like Robert Smith of The Cure. <laughs> yeah, I know what that's about. And uh, it was when <coughs> we went through that list of top Sylvester Stallone movies. Yeah. My God, that was funny. Uh, so it's a new Daily Rush video. And I've not seen it yet. It says Preston and Steve run down their favorite Sylvester Stallone movies and their favorite songs from The Cure. <laughs> Somehow or another. It was a crossover. Somehow or another, Rocky or you know, yeah. Sly ended yeah, up yeah, as easy. You're the cure. Lead singer of the Cure. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you're the disease, and I'm Robert Smith of the Cure. Yep, and you can watch it now at uh, PressNC.com. There's another new one up too, which is uh, it's labeled Tornado, Tornado, Tornado. <laughs> uh, everyone recounts their tornado warning stories, and when it's wife's out. <laughs> yeah, do you uh, remember that? No. Yeah. yeah so, uh, go ahead, Nick. No, well, Casey. Said something, and then nobody, including Casey, could figure out what he had said. And then it dawned on you what you had actually said, which was not lights out, but wife's out. Oh. It could, because you were talking well, about. It, it, confused, it confused Preston. Confused everybody. Because he didn't hear my wife's went right. off. Oh, he said, oh, your yeah. lights went off. Yeah. Right. He heard lights went off. Right. But then I said something else that made no sense if my lights had gone off. Right. Yes. Because okay. of my power or whatever. And but I'm you like, meant and that the, the, the alert on your wife's phone right. went yeah. off. Okay. 
Yeah, now I remember. And, and then I said at my house, it's wife's out at 11 o'clock. Yes, but, but when you questioned me, I was like, wait a second. I don't I don't know. I don't remember saying <laughs> I that. Know. I'm not sure. Let me ask Karen. Yeah, let me ask Well, <laughs> Then that Karen thing happened. Then the Karen thing happened earlier today. I totally misunderstood what Casey was saying. And listen, it happens, and we're all still in love with each other. We're all still here. Yep. Uh, so those are available. And by the way, brought to you by our friends at uh, Punchline Philly Comedy Club Restaurant and Bar. So new videos for you to check up. Speaking of punchline, thank you to Byron Bowers who was here. Yay! Byron's a really nice guy, and he will be performing at Punchline tonight at eight o'clock and Friday and Saturday, seven thirty nine forty five. You can go to punchlinephilly.com to get those tickets. So he was our sole guest today. So I thank him for being here for that. Uh, Pierre Robert is in attendance. Hey, man. Why good day? How are you? Good. How'd your thing go? Uh, it, it went. Uh, it was. It went well, but with. Unfortunate results. So I, I went to uh, see if I was allergic. I've, I've had an allergy to ibuprofen or what are called NSAIDs, which means ibuprofen and aspirin in these wow. things. I can't take them. Um, but I, I, is ibuprofen is that Advil or is that Tylenol? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's Advil. Yeah, we already know. have this yeah. discussion. Tylenol, no, adorable. That's all. Acetaminophen is. is I don't know which one is effing which. <laughs> one of them. I like Advil better for me. You well, because I, I can drink on Advil. You called it ibuprofen. <laughs> what the. F- <laughs> what is wow. it? Ibuprofen. 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 Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. So I'm yeah. no doctor. <laughs> I play one on the radio. Damn it. So that's part of the reason too is if you have alcohol, you can't take Tylenol. It's exactly. the only thing that I can take for pain relief. So uh, I wanted to be able to take ibuprofen, but uh, so I went and I get this five hour long test done, and there's a half hour left. They're giving me these doses dosages throughout the day, and there's only thirty minutes left, and I'm in the clear. And sure enough. All these bumps and things start oh. showing up all over. My face turns red and everything. And they're like, yep, all right, you're allergic. And then they give me in this injection to counteract it and everything. So I'm still allergic to it. Hmm. It sucks. Why Why can't you have uh, alcohol with Tylenol? I don't take Tylenol, so I don't know. It's bad, 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 bad yeah, for your it liver. it filters through your liver. For your liver, yeah. yeah. yeah it can really yeah. mess you up. Yep. So, kill you. And you know what's funny is every time... That, that that we may have mentioned something like that in passing, you'll see a text message or get a, um, an email that says, I never knew that. I've been drinking booze with Tylenol my whole life. I had no idea. Yeah. Stop doing that. Stop really it. bad. It's very bad for you. So, um, However, any- drink all you want and take some Advil. There you go, there man. You go. Fire it up. <laughs> that was not a good piece of advice. No, no. Really, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. How much you been drinking lately? Uh, quart. <laughs> a quart. quart. I have a quart every morning. Every yeah. morning. Bartender, a quart of alcohol, please. A quart of alcohol on my cereal, on my granola. <laughs> Any kind of alcohol. Just a quart. Anything. A quart. Yeah. All I want. Put you know, pints, pints, are, pints are passe. I don't do no damn liters. Yeah. There's no metric system, okay? What Quarts. is your drink of choice? Like, are you, do you like wine? Do you like um, mixed I drinks? like a martini. Um, uh, with gin, uh, up and dirty, prior to a nice dinner, a uh, glass of wine with dinner, and uh, various beers after dinner. Uh, no martini and Rossi on the rocks say yes? <laughs> no. A gin martini. Nice. Yeah. That's that's old school. Yes. Very good. Yeah. That's the way they're supposed to be. And, I, and uh, Rodney gave me this um, new Yeti, Yanni thing. And I can uh, have my coffee now shaken and not stirred. Oh, I love the James Bond. I can put a little, I can put a little cream and a little sugar in my coffee canister and, and close it and shake it. It's perfect. Wow, wow. Love that. very happy. Yeah. With that. Very, very good. 
All right, why don't we uh, requisition a letter from you, sir? You, you got it. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. K is in special K. It's a cereal I put my cord on. All right. Cord of booze. We have a pair of tickets to the Jim Brewer Residency this Saturday at uh, Soundwaves at Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. Jim's new home in Atlantic City, plus a room for the night and a $100 food voucher. You have to be at least 21 years of age to enter to win. Uh, tickets for both Hard Rock shows this weekend, Friday and Saturday night, are on sale now via Ticketmaster.com with more details to be announced very, very soon. Was I correct in my assessment that you will have Cage the Elephant passes for the Pierre Presents today? Last pair today. Oh! Okay, I had a feeling that you might hang on to some it, for today. It is tomorrow. I will not be uh, exchanging visits with you tomorrow from here, but I'll be at the club tomorrow. You'll okay. be on premises so, ready to rock and roll. I will, I will indeed. Uh, and uh, so we'll have one more pair of cage elephant passes today. Also, we have two more chances for Fund U2, 11 a.m., 1 p.m. Workforce blocks that include the Struts and Shinedown and Pink Floyd. And that's in honor of Nick Mason uh, coming to our town this weekend and a conversation with Nick Mason as well. That's awesome. Of Pink Floyd, the drummer of yeah, that band. Excellent. Only original member. The only member who was there right from the beginning on every single thing they did in any incarnation of what was called Pink Floyd. That's impressive. Cool. Uh, let me thank our sponsors, the uh, the uh, Preston and Steve, the impressive and Steve Schultz. <laughs> I poop propren. I am I the impressive and Steve. All right. So uh, the sponsors of our show, uh, Acme, the official supermarket of the Preston and Steve show. Also, Mealy's Furniture, just what you're looking for. And also by Univest, life, uh, live life. Life, life, life live, live, and live, live life. life. The living and the loving of life. Whatever you do, stay connected with Univest <laughs> Bank. Tomorrow on the program, I mentioned Jim Brewer. Jim's going to be in our studio tomorrow morning. Uh, we will also have Colt Stevens. Who is that? Well, Colt Stevens drives a little vehicle called Bro Dozer. Bro Dozer! Oh, my God. And he will be in our studio and we also have comedian uh, Alonzo Baden in the program Very to, nice. to wrap up the week. So that's it. We're done. Rage on and have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Line. Karen, Build-A-Bear. Karen, Build-A-Bear. Shut up. I love you. I love you. Next message. And I just wanted to say a big happy birthday to Bradley. You are the best son a dad could ever ask for. Happy birthday, bud. Make it a good one. Next message. If there's a run and you don't have your together, by the time you get to the front, you're one of the worst kinds of human beings. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.